Are you looking to start a podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. They offer a lot of great services, such as their creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Did I forget to mention that it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Gamers Talk Podcast in our mom's basement with your hosts, Rage Quit Pat and Headshot Dan. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of In Our Mom's Basement. I'm Rage Quit Pat, and of course, I am joined by Mr. Headshot Dan. How are you, Dan? What's going on? Man? Super excited today. Of course, guys, listen, you could listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify as well. You could listen to this episode. And today is a big day for In Our Mom's Basement. We have our first guest to enter the man cave. It is going to be Who's Your Boy? Who is your boy? Headshot Dan. Are you? Are you? Uh, we got. We got a guest. We're first uh, guest entering the man cave. First very official exciting. guest is very exciting. I'm super uh, stoked. You know, we've talked to him lately. He seems like a great person, and I'm glad to have him aboard with us today. Super stoked. Super stoked. Our first guest to finally enter the man cave in our mom's basement. So, before he does enter the man cave, we're just going to get some down to some uh, little breaking news here. Um, not a lot of news in the gaming community as of late. It is summer, so it's a little bit quiet, but uh, Headshot Dan's got some uh, news to kick it off, so... Damn, what's going on in the uh, gaming world? Yeah, like I said, not too much going on, but, you know, there has been uh, some small things here and there, over there and over there. Uh, you know, Darwin's Project has been in the game preview for a little while now. Uh, Darwin Project, if anyone doesn't know, it's a, a different type of battle royale. A lot of people are having fun with it. It's been on uh, Steam for a little while now. Uh, it was uh, a paid game with the game preview, but officially uh, starting actually yesterday, Darwin Project is a free-to-play game, which you can uh, download now and uh, start playing. All right, all right. Then we move on to some more news. Um, probably the probably a big news, uh, big gaming news, and of course TV as well. And of course for the um, you know I'm talking about the Halo franchise. The Halo TV series has finally been picked up. It's been ordered by Showtime. So it looks like we're going to get ten episodes. Uh, they basically said ten hours of each episode. So that pretty much comes down to about ten episodes. So you know, very exciting news. I've been a Halo player since obviously it's it's came out. I know Headshot Dan has played Halo as well. So, I mean, this is big time. I mean, Halo finally the long-awaited TV series. Um, Dan, you um, are you you have high hopes for this? Are you expecting to see a, a Master Chief focused Halo series, or what do you think they kind of do? You think they bounce around between ODSTs? You know, what do you see them doing with this uh, TV series? We, I know I did read a little bit on it. It is going to take place around that. The, around Halo One is going to take place around that time frame. You know, a lot of show, a lot of uh, games are actually becoming movies now or TV shows, which is really cool. Uh, so uh, you know, Showtime. You know, Showtime has some fantastic shows and all that uh, good stuff. So uh, you know, I hope we're going to be able to see a really good uh, Master Chief story. Hopefully, it's a it's a Master Chief story. Uh, it's really I'm really hoping to see something good. You know, so you know, Showtime they can. They can uh, throw all those, uh, you know, gruesome stuff out there, you know, some sweet shit, some sweet kills and stuff. You know, they can they, they can drive in deep, you know, versus other networks. So I'm really excited to see what they can bring to the table, and hopefully it is a Master Chief story. I'm hoping the budget is good as well. 
Um, that's another thing. I'm hoping the budget is really good as well. So, um, you got some other news uh, going around on the uh, the Fallout universe. Um, Todd Howard made some statement. What's going on, Dan? Well, uh, so basically, you know, everyone's uh, super stoked for Fallout 76, and uh, Todd Howard, uh, you know, they they approached Sony to try to join in with crossplay, and uh, you know, then Tom Howard tweeted out, "Not as helpful as others would like." So right there, I'm assuming Sony shot them down on crossplay. You know, once again, you know, Sony shot, shooting down everyone on crossplay, which is kind of upsetting because you know everyone would love to see crossplay. You know, did but, you see the uh, tweets of uh, Xbox and Nintendo trolling Sony about the whole crossplay? No, I didn't. But I think it's super stoked that you know that Xbox is uh, crossplaying with a Nintendo and PC and, and some things. I think that's really cool, and I wish. Uh, Sony would join a table. Yeah, we uh, basically what the, the trolling was was that um, I believe Xbox initiated it saying, uh, hitting up Nintendo saying, hey, do you guys want to uh, play some Minecraft? And Nintendo uh, kind of reacted like, yeah, of course, buddy, anytime. I love cross-playing. And, you know, just kind of trolling Sony. Yeah, you know, it, it, it is a shame that Sony just not, does not want to bother with the whole with the cross-play market. It's very, it is pretty upsetting. They should kind of jump in on this right now. Yeah, it's upsetting, but, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, they're being fucking stubborn about it uh, but hopefully one day they will decide hey and I think this will be a great benefit for our consoles you know then you know technically I mean if, if Sony does cross play with uh, you know Microsoft you know I think the console war will kind of relax a little bit more I think people will be deciding more about uh, exclusive consoles uh, exclusive games then rather than you know oh I have to get this to play with my friends you know, I wish we can cut that tie out completely Especially for the younger generation, the younger, you know, not every not every kid is going to go out and buy an Xbox, but, you know, maybe they want to get a Nintendo Switch, and maybe one of their friends has an Xbox, and, you know, they could play Minecraft together. I think that's a good selling point for, you know, you know the younger generation, that obviously their parents are buying them consoles, but, you know, again, maybe their parents don't want to buy them, you know, a $400, you know, Xbox One S or, you know, anything like that, so, you know... Um, I think it'll be it'll be good for a uh, good a market you know, standpoint that, and all for that. that younger generation. Yeah, what's going sure. on here? What I didn't say anything. Oh, we got some highlights to the show. Everybody. Oh yeah, you know we don't have much to show, so I'm gonna show some of our old uh, siege montages and stuff. Oh man, if only if only uh, we created our new siege montages because we were ripping it. Um, I want to we were ripping it a couple weeks ago. We had a lot of clutch moments, so we should have. Uh, yeah. We should have made some highlights out of that. We should, man. We haven't played in a little while. I mean, at least I haven't. But um, on on to uh, to, on to Shenmue news. I'm just gonna kind of get this out of the way because it's pretty quick. Um, if you plan to get Shenmue three on the PC, um, apparently it's gonna be the hundred gigabyte install. So I already know that Dan and I will not be buying buying it on the PC. I wasn't going to anyway, but. Jeez, I can only imagine what the install is going to be on Xbox and PlayStation. 100 gigabyte install, my God. Yeah, um, that's what most games are, anyways. You know, oh, well, I think Halo is 100 gigs, and I forgot what other game was 100 gigs. But games are freaking huge. Yeah, I know it's getting it's getting ridiculous. Um, and then to uh, finish off my breaking news, uh, the Shenmue remastered of uh, one and two has a release date, um, August 21st. So it is very soon, next month. So, um, a lot sooner than. You know, I kind of anticipated, but awesome. There's really not that much games in um, August, so I love it. August 21st, and the game is only 30 bucks as well. And if you do pre-order 
Um, the hard copy, you do get a post, so... Oh, poster. I'm, I miss out on the poster, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't care too much about the poster. Uh, but, um, you got some you got some Fortnite. What's going on in the, uh, the Fortnite land, uh, in the Fortnite, Fortnite world? world, huh? You know, I'm not that big of a Fortnite fan. Uh, I mean, I absolutely... Not to the, the bad mouth it, but I really don't like it. Uh, I think it's for pussies, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, listen, man. You're not going to hear any... You know, you're not gonna. I, I'm not gonna dis. You're not gonna hear any disagreement from me. Um, I think Fortnite. You know, people our age play it, but yeah, I think it's. I don't know, man. I just I couldn't get into it's the it. The people man. that hide behind walls. I hate that shit. Anyways, yeah, it's a lot of little kids too. A lot of little kids play that shit. Uh, My cousins love it, and they're uh, like eight, nine years old. So Fortnite did an event for with the rocket launch. Uh, you know, I tuned in for that. I, I jumped in into the server to watch. I thought it was really cool. I mean, you never really seen that in a game before, and I thought it was fucking awesome. Uh, so, if anyone hasn't seen it, they basically uh, they shot a rocket, and uh, it went through the, uh, the you know the vortex, and it came out, broke the broke the, the fear, the, whatever the blue circle is called in Fortnite. And now, throughout the, the last couple of days, as has happened, uh, you know things are getting sucked into it, like uh, Tomato Town. The tomatoes gone now. You know uh, the hotel is missing. You know, like things are. Um, starting to disappear from the map and uh, the rumor is is that uh, you know this is a start for uh, a new map you know a, a reamped version of the map that we have and how it's uh, disappearing and everything is changing in the world so they're saying you know you know what maybe this is a reamped map i think it's uh, it's rumored for season 5 and we're almost at season 5 so i mean i guess we're just going to sit here and uh, relax and uh, see if see if it happens you know i would love to see what happens after that, that rocket, uh, after the rocket goes, uh, but besides that, uh, that's that's pretty much it going on with the Fortnite world. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, you know what? Uh, that's just that's just my reaction to the Fortnite world. Well, you know, I mean, I have that reaction every day, but you know, a lot of people still love that game. <laughs> I know it's I, I don't I don't understand it I, I just I really don't get it so. like, I'll be biased when it comes to playing it but when it's talking about news you know people love it so can't be too biased about it <laughs> yeah I know I know is that all the uh, that's that's pretty I mean it's been light there's really not that much news for uh, gaming at all you know again it's the summertime um, you know June was very light on games I mean we're you know we closed out on June um, I would probably say the best game of June, if, you know, kind of just throwing this in there, just being spontaneous, was Vampire. Um, I'm still playing it. I got a little bit farther um, in it last night. Um, I got more into it. It's it's awesome. It's phenomenal. You got to get back into it. There's really not not that much right now. I know Jurassic World Evolution came out. I know you were big into that, but I also know you liked Vampire a lot. But you know, kind of jump back into it, man. It's it is very very underrated game. You know, came out of nowhere. It's great. It's been great. Yeah, man, Ark got me back into its claws, so I've been fucking on that. Yeah, show I know. All day. I see you've been streaming a lot of Ark. Yeah, man, I'm having so much fun. You know, they did a lot of changes to new servers and stuff, so I've been having a freaking blast. Um, for those that want to know, um, the stream, the streaming schedule now. Uh, Dan and I kind of came up with something a little bit, so we're gonna do uh, streaming rotations, and then we'll kind of him and I will kind of decide what's a perfect day to co-stream. Um, so this week was all Dan. Um, next week's going to be all me. Then the following week's going to be all Dan. Then me. So we're just kind of kind of be rotating streams. 
um, kind of figured it'll be a little bit easier um, on our schedules to kind of just rotate a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, Dan and I will pick a day um, out of the week where we'll uh, co-stream together. So we're still going to be putting on those. And obviously, one of the main games, obviously, we co we'll definitely co-stream is usually Rainbow Six. If not Rainbow Six, then PUBG or Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, we didn't. We still didn't finish that heist. Almost. Yeah, we gotta it. get on. We gotta get on that heist. Definitely, we'll definitely get on that heist as soon as possible. Well, yeah, man. Besides that, nothing much going on in the world, and it's it, you know, kind of like you know, after E3, a lot of things started uh, calming down and relaxing, and now at this point, we're all just waiting for the tremendous amount of games that are coming out. Well, we still got Gamescom coming up, so we could still have you know if. When uh, Who's Your Boy gets on, we're going to talk about, you know, the games we're excited for for holiday. If you look at November and December, the notables, I mean, there are some other games coming out. You look at the notables that I put in there, there's really not much. So maybe when GamesCon comes around, we could kind of get, like, an idea of maybe what games are coming out in November, December. Because right now, September and October are ridiculous right now. Uh, I know like, BlizzCon so many, is you know, coming again, out still, too. Yeah, you know, again, when Who's Your Boy comes on and we start talking about it a little bit more, I mean, we're just going to run it down. Like, the, September, October is stacked. And then we hit November, December, it's almost like a summertime. But, you know, I mean, maybe we'll see. Maybe when Gamescom come around, we'll get some more game announcements. And, you know, we'll see. Because apparently Nintendo, um, according to one of our sources at GameStop, um... Apparently, Nintendo still got some games to announce. And more games from Nintendo, you know. It's great. I love Nintendo. I can't wait for their uh, online features to get to come in. It's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, it's right around the corner. September, I believe. And that the Mario Tennis game is a lot of fun so far. I did stream it a little bit. I'll be streaming it a little bit more when it's uh, my turn to stream during the week. So I'll be streaming that a little bit. Um, we got Mario Party. And then, of course, we have Super Smash Brothers. So, I mean, I wonder what else. And, you know, we have a couple Pokemon. Pokemon games, but I wonder, you know, maybe maybe we are getting that Animal Crossing game. Who knows? But you know, um, only time will tell when uh, Gamescom rolls around. I I am hoping for an Animal uh, Animal Crossing. But I was reading right here about this Halo TV series, bro. Steven Spielberg picked this up, bro. Of course, it's it's gonna be good. Uh, well, you know, if, if if you go back to the Xbox One original announcement back in I believe twenty in twenty thirteen, that when the, that, that's when the back in twenty thirteen they announced the Halo TV series and they announced that yeah Steven Spielberg's going to be working on it. So yeah, he's still he's been on the project the whole time. So it's yeah, gonna be, it's only going to be ten episodes and it's going to be on Thursdays. I'm trying to see if I can find a budget anywhere, but it doesn't seem like they're going to release a, a budget on a, the series yet. I mean, I have confidence in Showtime as far as the budget goes. I mean, you look at shows like Dexter, uh, oh, which I was, fantastic. you know, in love with. Um, Dexter was a great show until like the later seasons, but I believe that they will budget this very well. Bro, they got uh, I'm Shameless, assuming they got Homeland. Dude. The pilot episode. I mean, the pilot episode might. I mean, to, in my opinion, it's going to break records um, for that Halo pilot episode, uh, and it's coming out next year too. So no, it's not that far away. They're, they're saying uh, 2020. It starts production oh, next 20, year. 20, I thought it was next year. It begins oh, wow. production early 2019. I thought it was going uh, to be... Oh, okay. But, I mean, even still, that pilot episode is going to be, you know, very highly anticipated, and I think that'll, you know, break records on a debut. I think that's oh, it, yes. it's a big move for Showtime. Yeah, I just can't wait for them to talk about more and where, you know, where in a timeline this is going to be. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm... Uh, 
looking forward to to see uh, what timeline they pick it up. I mean, apparently, the only thing we kind of know about the timeline is it's going to be right around the Halo that came out in 2001. So, um, you know, maybe we'll see Sergeant Johnson. You know, maybe we'll see, you know, hopefully, I mean, everyone, of course, wants to see Master Chief. I mean, that's why everyone's going to be, uh, and there he is. Who's your boy with the host? Thank you. We're going to bring him on soon. You know what? Uh, man, what was I going to say? Ugh. You know, that uh, that host threw me off there. Oh, when I remember, I'll think of it again. I'll think of it again. Oh, so Halo, right. it was Halo related. <laughs> yeah, it, it had to have been Halo related. That was definitely the main topic we were talking about. Uh, so, let's let's see here. Let me just uh, put on our, our BRA back screen here and let's see if we can get yeah, out I hear someone. I hear somebody knocking on the door. Um, we're in our mom's basement right now. I hear somebody knocking on the door, so... Uh, Let's go uh, unlock the door real quick. And uh, they did a couple. Um, yeah, it was like the hype one... up to Halo 5. Yeah, that was the one with Spartan Lock. They did that yeah. one with Spartan Lock. They did another one, which was, um, I forget what planet gets destroyed. Um, they did that Reach? One. No, not Reach. It was, uh, it was before Halo 1. That started like know. the war and everything. I forget. But it was really good. Oh, no, damn it. I got to look it up now. That's going to drive nuts. Alright, so we switched back to stream, so I guess right now, who's your boys here with us? Uh, you want to hey, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. To uh, anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Who's Your Boy, uh, as in Who's Your Boy. I, I see they made that in the title. But, um, but yeah, man, I'm just a uh, content creator streamer from Indiana, so that's, you know, State of the Hoosiers. That's where the name comes from. And, uh, yeah, man, Mixer partner, so that's, that's kind of the thing. So I've been on Mixer for a little while now, and uh, happy to be here. Yeah, how long have you been uh, streaming for? Uh, it's been a little over a year, man. Um, my first stream period um, since getting serious about it was April seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Um, mainly because I didn't have the means to put out the content I wanted to put out. You know, I didn't have a PC at the time. I didn't have the funds to you know buy all the equipment to run like a professional stream. Um, so you know, I, I, I waited for years to stream. So uh, April seventeenth, twenty seventeen was the big debut day. And uh, on Mixer, it actually didn't matter because I didn't have a PC then either. I started streaming for my Xbox. Uh, yeah. So I uh, started streaming because Mixer was integrated in Xbox at the time. Started from an Xbox, upgraded to a laptop that I had available because I figured out some tricks to stream wirelessly. <clears throat> and then upgraded from a laptop to a dedicated PC. And, you know, it's been making moves ever since. So you were strictly started on Mixer? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I did one stream on Twitch, but... Um, I was just more experimenting with, like, what you could do from a console on Twitch. So it wasn't like, I wasn't coming into it thinking, yeah, I'm going to do this every day. It was more of like, I just wonder what it's like. So I just kind of played around with it. And then on Twitch, like, through an Xbox, I really just didn't enjoy streaming on Twitch. Yeah, I but, love Mixer um, so much. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, I love Mixer. I, I feel like Mixer's the only place I would want to make content. But, I mean, I've, I watched Twitch for years, man. So it's like, I very was, like, involved in, like, Twitch culture, but, like, from a very, like quiet perspective like i wasn't the guy who chatted at all like i was the guy who lurked in channels and watched strictly to watch so it was it was different than mixer man because now here i'm talking a lot i stream a lot it's a whole different different atmosphere but i also think it's a different community so yeah i think mixer community to me first is a little bit uh nicer (laughs) yeah i mean we'll see how long it stays that way man because i think you're just i think the big like because I tell everybody, I was like, I think Mixer's nice because, like, we're able to keep it that way. You know, we're able to kind of kick out toxicity when it happens. But eventually, I hope Mixer gets so big that it becomes a little bit harder to manage. But uh, we'll see what happens, man. I hope, you know, I think Mixer has the team 
to implement the right tools to handle it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I tend to um, enjoy streaming on Mixer a little bit more too. I feel like everyone, you know, is helping each other out. Everyone's always very friendly too, as opposed to, you know, on Twitch you have the certain people just coming in chat just to kind of troll and oh, you know, yeah. mess around. Yeah, I, had, I mean, I hate to say it, but I had friends who were just like that. You know, they came into channels just to troll people. That was their kicks. You know, but um, you know, it's it's just it's a different kind of culture. You know, they had seven years, uh, maybe eight years on Twitch now that Twitch has been around, and so you know they've they've had a lot of experience. But being the only outlet for content creation, really, I mean, there's YouTube, there's um, Hitbox, I think, or there's other options. But, like, realist- realistically, though, the industry tends just to go to Twitch for live streaming content, which means they get everybody. They get the good apples and the bad apples. So I think, you know, now that Mixer's coming along the stream, you're only getting people who are, like, um, that middle ground of, like, well, one, you're either an Xbox user who, like, you know, X- Mixer's just much more easier to access than Twitch. Or, you know, if you're a PC user, then Mixer is, like, your chance to stand out or your chance to just try something different. So I feel like that difference is uh, huge in, like, culture. Yeah, and I see Mixer yeah. does a lot of new... Uh, they're adding a lot more features to the website to make it better for partners and creators. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I hope, it, I hope it all trickles down eventually So like, non-partners. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm super stoked that now we have clips in some fashion, and I'm glad that... Um, you know, there's like transcoding for partners that aren't that weren't available to me when I was not Mixer Pro, and there's all these little things and like advertising opportunities. But um, you know, I hope that all trickles down to a certain extent to non-partners. Like I hope everyone has the ability to make clips in the future, not just partners. Oh, yeah, but uh, I think it all starts awesome. with partners. Yeah, I think it just starts with like you know partners who are the guinea pigs, and then once it's vetted with people who are truly invested in like the the platform, then it trickles down to people. Because I think the worst thing they could do is like put out a clip system that isn't like totally perfect and then people try it compared to twitch and just get mad and leave you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely um so you know i know we talked a little bit uh briefly hoosier um i just i'm just curious you know what was um what was kind of your favorite games you know kind of growing up um that kind of got you into gaming you know what was that one game that was like wow like you know I, you know, I just, I just love playing video games. What was the, what was those type of games growing up? Man, so if I had to pick the one game, period, it'd probably be Halo Three. The second game being COD Four, and uh, but before all that, man, you know, I was playing Pokemon on the Game Boy. It was like the earliest game I remember. Um, because you know, for me, it's like I was born in '94, so like Pokemon at the time was like only, I think, it came out '95. So like, you know, even then, like when I started playing Pokemon, I was like pretty young. So, um, played Pokemon growing up, played a lot of, you know, like other games like Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, yada, yada, N64, Smash Bros. And then it came into like PS2 era, played a lot of like Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter. I played a lot of like story driven games, man. That was my thing. Like a lot of platformer or story driven games. And then Halo, you know, I got an Xbox 360 finally, got Halo 3 when it was new because all my buddies told me about it and never played Halo 1. I'm actually doing that now, doing a Halo franchise run now. And because I never played Halo 1 or 2. And Halo 3, dude, I put probably the most hours I put in any video game period in that game. You know, it just clicked with me. Like, I've never played... It was my first multiplayer game. You know, I never played online against anybody before. I never played, you know, online against buddies, like, when we were in the same house. You know, it was was a game-changer, man. And I think there is where, like, I built this, one, like, vibe for the internet, and two, it was, like, this big competitive interest. Yeah, I could relate to that. Um, on, when I was younger, I played. I had PlayStation Two online, so I mostly played uh, SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs. 
My dad played that, man. Yeah, my dad tried to get really into it back in the day. Him and his buddies, oh, they would all squad up, man, like from their houses and. Oh, dude, that game was that game was that was the first online game that got me into the online market and. I mean, you talk about toxic game. I mean, the word toxic wasn't even around during that time, but <laughs> yeah. it was toxic, man. Like, it oh, wasn't I'm the sure. word. The word wasn't around, but it was toxic. But, yeah, once I picked up a 360 and I got Xbox Live, you know, I could. I agree with you, man. Halo 3 just got me into that online world, and then Call of Duty 4 just kind of sucked me, sucked me right in, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, that's awesome, man. See, I wish I was around for the SOCOM days, but, like, my parents were – fairly strict growing up it was one of those things where like i could only have three consoles so i couldn't have too many consoles i couldn't dabble in every single game without selling a console so and then like me and my parents were very strict on like the age ratings like the age ratings were law in my house so it didn't matter if i was 12 i couldn't play a teen rated game until i was 13 it didn't matter if i was you know 16 they wouldn't buy me an m-rated game so i had to like go around and like buy them actually you know what they broke that they broke it with cod 4 and halo 3 because they didn't realize it was m-rated at the time they like they brought me into the store thinking it was like because I think I was like 15 when it came out couldn't drive yet so they took me to like get Halo 3 didn't realize it was rated M and they pumped me up so much they didn't want to go back on their word that I wasn't going to get this game so that was the first, that was the one that broke the law man and that was a game changer. The but, funniest uh, story I have um, going into the store like picking up a M rated game was when ESRB started really cracking down on uh, certain games so I went in the store with my mom and I picked up Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> because that was like one of the main games that was like the focus and the guy's like yeah you know there's like sexual content and all this stuff in it my mom oh, looks at me like mom I'm like ma i play grand theft auto yeah it's in this yeah no, this- but- club in this other game you bought me yeah so i'm very well experienced <laughs> yeah. yeah like and she's like oh no i know but like you know i'm like she's like they're saying there's sex in this i'm like ma like come on and then i ended up getting it but the- i regret getting it because that game was horrible Mm. Terrible, terrible game. So I wait. So I, yeah. feel bad for I actually don't know about that game, but I used to Google like terrible games. Like, what are these awful games I've never heard of before? And very, there's a lot of games like that, man. There's a lot of games that sold for sex appeal, and then people realized it wasn't worth it. <laughs> Google, um, oh my god, what, uh, what was I sending you on uh, YouTube the other time, Dan? That dating game. Oh, there you go. Oh. Uh, Google, Google, oh, um, no. YouTube Super Seducer. I don't know if you heard of it. No, it never. Super. It is, it is hilarious. It's, it's probably one of the funniest. Level. Yeah, it's probably one of the funniest things you'll ever watch in your entire life. Learn, learn, oh, how, hey, to pay, curious, learn how to pick up did, girls. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's I heard about just, this game. I heard about this. It's basically a guy just telling you, "Hey, this is how you pick up girls." And yeah, this game was actually like uh, in a lot of controversy because people were talking about how like this game was like womanizing women and like t- putting them in like a terrible light. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. 40 it's... bucks, though. I mean, actually, no, no, no. 40 bucks is the supporters edition. You can get it for 13 bucks if you're feeling for a deal, man. Yeah. It, just just game watch very... the fails. The fails are hilarious. It's basically like one of the episodes, just kind of preview for you, is like how to stop a girl randomly walking in the street during the day. And this is like a game. This is a show. It's a game. It's a game. It's but a it point. has real people in it, which is kind of even funnier, you know? Oh. This is so weird to me. Because there's actually a game that was, like, live action like this. But it was, like, an action game. And it just came out recently. I forget the name of it. But it was, like, a big mixer promotion for a while back. 
But yeah, this is pretty. Oh, I'm, I'm just like watching. I'm listening to it. This he said something. This shit goes what and like tries to slap him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, he just got slapped right there. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, the stuff. The stuff you could pick. Like one of the things you could pick is like look up the girl's skirt, and he's like, oh, hold on, I dropped something, and he goes to like look up her skirt. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, that's a horrible game. It is, so it is so funny to watch though. So. I would love to hear the explanation on like, yo man, let's make it let's make a really creepy game and I bet people will buy it. I bet there will be no issues in today's climate about this one. Oh, it was great. I mean I watched I, I just watched the fails because the questions that Oh I bet the fails are yeah, I bet the fails are hilarious. Oh, they are, man. I was crying. I was at work, people are like looking at me at lunch. I'm like, I'm just man, watching. This is a this relatively game. new game too. It's uh March eighteenth. Or no, sorry, March sixth, twenty eighteen. So Jeez. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. Definitely didn't play any games like this. I was more of like a story-driven kid pushed into like, you know, competitive game or like, you know, multiplayer games. And then ever since then, dude, just been stuck in multiplayer games. Like, you just want more action. And I, I started um, I in uh, Diablo 2 and Counter-Strike, man. That was my whole childhood right there. See, I was late to the Counter-Strike game, man. By the time I got into CSGO, like, everyone was already, like, well into CSGO. their pros, and it was sweaty, dude. I was like about 1.6, 1.5, man. That's, that was the best. See, I never got into those CSs. I think I, actually, no, I think I played a Counter-Strike that was before CSGO, whatever that one was. Uh, was Source, Counter-Strike Source. Yeah. Probably. Like, but that was, like, at a buddy's house. I didn't have a computer, so I had to go to his house to play it, and, like, I would play on his brother's computer, he'd play on his PC, and we would just grind out, man, uh, Killing Floor and... Uh, Killing Floor, great game. Dude, yeah, it was, those are good days, man. And, like, you know, not that games today are bad, because I argue, argue that today's games are better in, like, quality, necessarily, but I feel like my memories are still just so much... Like, I'm so much more fond of those memories back then than I am now, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, I kind of feel that um, developers back then kind of took their time... Um, you know, making games. I mean, yeah, there were games that have glitches and stuff like that, but I feel developers tend to get lazy now due to uh, DLC. DLC is a good and it's a bad thing, but... Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, DLCs gotta... and there's also patches, so, like, even if they put out a broken product, they'll promise to fix it with patches. Because I feel like there's a thing now called buyer too. forgiveness. I feel like buyer forgiveness now is, like, very prominent. Like, people understand that patches are a thing. People are aware that it's it's possible to fix a game, Right. And I feel like that hope lets people be a little bit more lenient on broken games. Like they'll buy it, realize it's garbage, then they'll stay focused on it. Like if they if they're gonna fix it or not. And like, you're not, like you lose a lot of the player base. Like not everyone will come back, but some people will, and that's what keeps the game from dying. Which is why people will put out a broken product. They'll get a bunch of sales, then they'll have the loyal community that only stays. Then they cater that loyal community enough to get in people's good favors. And then when the next game comes out, people will be like, "Hey, how the other game end?" And that loyal community is gonna be like, eh, "It was alright. It was fine. It was good." Because like that's what happened with Destiny, as in my experience. Destiny one came out, wasn't what people wanted. Um, kind of put a bad taste in people's mouths. Couple D- De- or a couple DLCs go by, people still aren't on board, and then Taken King comes out. Okay, they promote the hell out of Taken King. Yeah, big time. Yeah, they promote the crap out of it, and people get people talking. They're like, "Man, how did Destiny one end up, man? Like, how'd it go?" And people are like, "Yeah, the last two DLCs weren't great, but they had these other changes that came in." that are pretty cool, and they have these other teasers with Taken King that are cool, and it got people talking enough to get Taken King, everyone loves it, then the last DLC comes out, and it was, like, enough to keep, keep, like, hold people over, but not enough to, like, really say it was a great DLC. And then Destiny 2 comes out, and it, like, goes even further down the rabbit hole in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. And, but here they are, man. You know, they put out a couple really good patches, they get people talking again. 
next DLC is going to come out. I assume it's going to kill it, and we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, but man, um, sure. uh, was a great yeah, game, but I feel like but buyer that, forgiveness wow. is the thing, man. You know, you know what? Yeah, I think Steam does that, right? <clears throat> Steam, mm-hmm. you can do that, and I know uh, um, Xbox is starting to do that now, but it's for alpha members only. But that, they're starting yeah. to do that, which is really cool. Yeah, the I don't really know much about the whole alpha. I think it's the insider program yeah, on insider Xbox. Insider program, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know. All the, I, I think I don't know if I'm part of it because I used to be a part of it, and I think it broke something with my stream way back when, so I opted out of it. So I wouldn't, because like what they do is they put in like a um, a test version of like you know a beta version of the uh, operating system for Xbox. So some things are broken. They want you to report it. So I think I got tired of that when I was dependent on it for streaming. Yeah, but, uh, I've been in it. It's a good idea. Though. I love it though. It's it's. it's I think uh, the inside program's good. A lot of glitches. Oh though. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. You know, like you need people to test things, and if, if it's optional, like you know, I was able to get out of it pretty easily. Now getting back into it, I think is kind of hard, but um. You know, it was so easy to get into at first. It was like, you know, or so easy to get out of. You know, why not try it? Yeah. If you don't like it, you just get out of it. If you do like it, then you're golden. So uh, j- jumping down, uh, going a little bit farther, uh, changing the mm-hmm. subject a little bit here. What what games have you been playing? I've seen that you've been playing uh, some Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite's been a big one lately, man. It's, it's just a game. It's the you know, most popular game, period, you know, on Twitch and Mixer in the world. Oh, yeah, um, and, you know, I like the game, but I'm getting to a point. I've been tweeting about it a lot lately where Fortnite's fun, but it's to a point where, like, unless, I, unless I'm unless i winning a lot that night, I feel like the stream isn't, you know, a success. Which is silly, because, like, anytime people come in your stream, like, it should be considered a success to a certain degree, right? But, like, the Fortnite mentality, the Fortnite competitive mentality is so integrated in me and the community that, like, it feels like if I don't win a ton of games, then, like, it's not a good night. So I'm starting to try to branch out in other games. Like, I'm going back into my roots with Rainbow Six Siege. I love that game. Um, yeah, dude, uh, the game is awesome. Game. I know what you're talking about a little bit, man. I just love that game. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get back into Destiny 2 because even though I don't love it now, I have a lot of hope with the direction they're going with it because they've been very transparent in the changes they're bringing to the game. So I think this September is going to be big for the new DLC coming out. So I'm excited for that. And uh, Mondays, I've actually been playing Halo. I just started last Monday with a fellow mixer partner named Rem. Um, we're doing like you know Monday, excuse me, uh, MMC or MCC Mondays, which is the Master Chief Collection Mondays. And uh, we're doing the entire franchise run. We're going to do a couple levels a day for the next foreseeable Mondays. Uh, maybe even you know maybe more than a couple levels. Depends how fast we go. But uh, either way, we're going to start with campaigns, run through it, and then end with uh, open lobbies. And whoever wants to get in and play some custom games, play some custom games. And uh, this last week, we were playing, man. Like, we were doing 3v3v3 SWAT. We were doing 6v6 uh, King of the Hill. We were doing um, Infected. Like, we were just mixing it up, man. Like, we were whatever people wanted to play, we were just changing it up. And we were playing, like, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4. Yeah, I was it was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, man, if you guys ever want to get in, just let me know. Because uh, it's been a lot of fun, and there's always room. I think you can get into, like, 16 people into those custom games, if not more. So... But it's, you know, just mixing it up, man. I'm telling my community today, I might even go back and try to pick up a day on streaming because I usually take Tuesdays and Fridays off. I may add a day back to my schedule um, if the fiancé lets me. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, maybe do, like, another story game. Like, maybe do, like, a run-through with the Uncharted series or maybe do a run-through with, like, the... uh, Old Sly Cooper series. Uncharted, you'll you'll fall in love right away, man. Yeah, I played a couple levels of Uncharted, and then I got really into streaming and never like got into it. But like, I still haven't beat Last of Us, and I want to beat Last of Us. Um, Uncharted's a big one. God of War's a big one. Dude, so many good games, and I just I've never 
given them the time because I always played games for views. And I still do to a certain degree. You know, I, I play Fortnite majority of the week because, one, it gets more views than usual, and it, I like it. But um, a part of me is just, like, itching to play something different. So we'll see what happens. Might mix in some, you know, uh, other games. It probably won't be Super Seducer, but, you know, it'll be maybe <laughs> some uh, some other games out there. Yeah, so um, uh, going to Fortnite, I mean, not Fortnite, uh, Rainbow Six. Who have yeah. you been playing? I saw you're pretty new to it. Well, Rainbow Six I've been playing for, like, three years. Oh, but yeah. uh, I go I go back and forth on it, so, like, I'll play it in bursts. Like, I'll play it for a couple months, take a break, play it for a couple months. Because, like, on Xbox, I played it for, like, two years, very dedicated. Oh, you're on uh, like, Xbox. On, on Xbox, okay. I'm, like, a level... I don't know, like 150, 160, something like that. And I have like every operator until year three. And then I'm, then year three, I got into PC gaming. So I bought Siege for PC on a steal. Like one of those like special deals where I got it for like 10 bucks. And then I got like year one Caviera, I think is all I got. And then I have like year two DLC is like Sophia, I want to say, or Sophia. Yeah. So I think those are the only two DLC operators I have. But I have all the other operators, like the base ones. And uh, I really just play a lot of Cav, though. And then I mix it up with a little bit of Sledge and Ash on, the front, on like, offense. And I don't know. I'm trying to think who else I'd play. Maybe Mute on defense, uh, if not Cav. Yeah, I love Mute. Yeah, like, like, we, like we talked about um, before, I kind of want to touch into it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, from when I first started with the game, I mean, how, did, how was your play playing, like, from early, the early seasons? Because oh, rough. Know, I, it was rough too. I, I rough. Started, like, I mean, I especially early from, PC. Uh, it was a pub stomp, dude. It was. Yeah, rough. I camped a lot. I mean, I, I was a. Uh, I kind of held back more at the base before. My main used to be Doc and Rook. Yeah. And then, you know, Dan, Dan and I could agree to this. Our friends aren't the best, so no, we needed we needed roamers. So yeah. I took the liberty of becoming a roamer. So that's where I went towards the Kavira, the Jaegers. Um, alibi. I've been oh, man. Alibi. Jaegers. Right now, man. I still have PTSD from all those Jaegers for the first two <laughs> years, man. Oh my god! And with the no one plays Jaeger. people like, apart. Yeah, they would just poke it. Yeah, Jaegers were just like the snipers, like full auto snipers, basically. And now no one really plays Jaegers. Like you'll run into a Jaeger here and there, but like not like you used to, man. Like I used to guarantee that Jaeger used to be on every single team and slay me, and now it's like every now and then I'll run into one. So. Yes, because that ACOX goal. Once they took the ACOX goal, oh, yeah. excuse me, off him. I mean, he's still great. He's still amazing. But um, great gun. I don't know he if you remember. How about Black? How about way. Blackbeard? Yeah. Season one, Blackbeard. Oh my god. Oh my god. Still, so yeah, yeah, the indestructible so shield. Yeah, so uh, forget it. Even now, he's strong, man. Like, I mean, the indestructible shield was OP, but even now, he's still pretty strong. Like, I don't know how many times I've lost by like just breaking his shield, like putting enough bullets in to break his shield when he headshots me. Oh, so, yeah. like, if without the shield, I would have won. Oh, it's sweaty. Been there so many times, man. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. We call him Broke Beard, where I'm at. And you can't forget <laughs> the Ella's, of course, of the world. Ella was hard for the past, for you know, for six months until they yeah, finally like, nerfed her. Yeah, I feel like she evened out, too, finally. And, like, that's just kind of the way Siege goes, you know? It goes like the League of Legends model. They add a new character. Character's a little broken. They uh, nerf said character. And then everything kind of evens out. So, oh. uh... I don't know. I think it's kind of a marketing thing they do. You know, they put a new character. No one wants to add a character that sucks. So I think they add in a character that has, like, one element that's, like, kind of strong. And then once the character, like, settles in a little bit and community feedback says, please, okay, we're done, <laughs> then they kind of nerf them to where they plan to be or where they should be. Well, I want to ask your opinion on something because, um, okay. you know, we've, talk we've talked about this before. How do you do – you does it, you know, bother you in any way that Ubisoft tends to focus more on the opinions of – um, you know, they're pro league players rather than the actual 
you know, siege community that's been with the game that got the game to where it is, you know, for the, you know, the, at the like majority of them. Yeah. yeah like, the majority of the time. Yeah. I mean, so like, you know, the casual player base or like even the non-professional player base is arguably what, like 90% of the community, like, yeah. like the pro space in any game is going to be very small. Like you can have people that are sweaty, but they're not pros. Right. But, um, so I feel like there needs to be a good balance there. Like you need to listen to the pros. Cause like, they're going to be the guys that tell you like, how to keep a game competitive. And I think the competitive scene is like where you make more sales. Like I think if you invest in the pro scene, then your game never truly dies. I mean, how long has CSGO been out and that game's still around because the competitive scene is so involved, right? Uh, so I think like if you want to keep your game around, you need to invest in the pro scene. But if you want to keep your game like played by casual people and still adopted by new people, like you need to make it so it's not impossible to not be a pro and enjoy the game, right? So I think there's, like, learning curves both ways. Like, I don't watch the pro scene on Siege, but, like, you know, I'm sure there are characters that don't get used, at least in the pro league, that probably still get used in casual play for fun, maybe. And I think the reason is just, like, you know, every character has probably its, like, its use or at least, like, its experience. But, um, you know, it's just a meta. You know, every game can't be perfect. And, like, Destiny is a case where uh, they try to cater to the casual community too much, and it bit them in the butt. You know what I mean? Like, Destiny is a game where, like, they wanted this game to be hyper-competitive. They wanted this game to be, like, the next CSGO, the next PUBG, the next, like, any competitive game ever. And what they did is they added, like, a bunch of equal elements into the game. And what I mean by that is they added, like, they used to have random roles in the game. So, like, I could get a gun, you could get the exact same gun, and the guns would have completely different abilities. It'd be the exact same gun, exact same base stats, Mm -hmm. but your gun would have, like, faster reload and better targeting, and my gun would have, like, I don't know, exploding bullets and, like, increased accuracy in air. Like, it would have different abilities. And they got rid of that in Destiny 2, for the most part, until recently, um, because they want to make the game competitive and fair. So, like, if you get a gun, I get a gun, that they do the exact same thing, so we have the exact same opportunity. Um, and they did that to cater to the, community, uh, the competitive side and the casual side by making it easier, and it bit him in the butt, dude. Yeah, so I think it depends on the type of game. Like, maybe Destiny is a bad example because it's a looter shooter. And when you take out random rolls, then you limit the capacity of the loot, which means you hinder the looter segment of a looter shooter. But, you know, I think there, I think there's a healthy balance somewhere in there where, like, the casual community doesn't come in and just get pub-stomped every single game. But there's still enough competitive, like, potential in the game to warrant, like, investment to be the best. I think this season they've uh, they've I am actually enjoying this season. The new map isn't terrible, but the one thing I'm very happy is that they took that horrible, disgusting map out of ranked, and it was Tower. Oh, I hate very tower. happy. Oh, passion. That's oh, it was Tower, the one with like Echo and like, it was, yeah, that, yeah was, that was a bad map, dude. Awful. Like I still play it now. Like no, you know, not Echo. Ranked. I'm sorry. No, um, that that was um Vigil was and um Vigil. Oh, it was it was them. It was that one. Yeah, White Noise. It was uh yeah. The white noise uh, release, dude. That that was a bad map, man. Like it wasn't fun. Like it was like it's like when you look at it, it looks very interesting. But I think what I expected from the map was like um, I don't know how to explain this other than like I thought it was gonna be more like um, Tom Clancy or Rainbow Six Vegas Two. It had like a villa. All right, was the name of the map. Which I mean, you guys, if you guys know the game, you guys know the map. It's whatever. But like basically, it was like a club, similar to like design like tower. And, like, you could venture outside, you could venture inside, like, there's all these different areas, they feel different, they have different terrain, but really, like, when you got into Tower, Tower was, like, just basically one big section with two floors. 
like I feel like the floor plans weren't that different. You know what I mean? Like everyone got boxed into like three areas. You get boxed into the big yellow room with like a bar. You get boxed in to the uh, like dark dark area with like video games or something, or you get boxed into like the kitchen or like whatever like is around that kitchen area. So like tower was just very boring because there's only three places to like lock down, and there was only three places to push. Yeah, I'm so glad I got rid of that. I mean, the new the new operators though. I mean, I don't think they're too bad. I like the new operators. No, I like them a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I'm super jealous of Alibi. Like, I think I'm when you get swung I'm... by that Sunday, that was my first game this season. I'm ripping Alibi. Alibi. She's a beast. She smacked me all day Sunday, dude. She's so good. <laughs> I don't know. I remember specifically there was a game where I shot an Alibi, got targeted, but still killed a guy. All right, Tar- shot an Alibi, killed a guy in the same like peak, ran away. Like, peeked around another corner, maybe even killed a guy, came back to the same corner and fell for the same trick again, shot the same alibi, did, forgot that you had to shoot them out. So, like, then I ended up giving away my position and couldn't get it back in the house or get back in the room. It was, uh, it's brutal, man, but she's, t- she's powerful. Like, not she OP. Is, her gun is if great. You're, yeah, I think she's great, man. I think her, she's her gun, her gun it has, the, the, the problem with her gun, I've, I've lit up a sledge and he mm-hmm. aimed at me and shot and one tapped me and I was fuming. Yeah, you could see the rage quit pat name. I was, you know, on the verge. Of yeah, that, but hey, man, I love it, dude. I, I, I didn't say this earlier, but I'm hoping you were a true rage rage quitter, man, because uh, one of my favorite <laughs> series, one of my favorite series period in existence was the rage quit series that Achievement Hunter used to run. You know yeah, what I'm talking I about? Mean, yeah, I, I you could ask. I never actually. Could, yeah, I've, I've heard. You can ask my friend here, man. When we play with our friends, sometimes uh, they, they play so bad. I just I don't even say goodbye. Yeah, I, just I, I just dipped. I, you know, there was one game, and I, I don't know, if, I don't know if Dan was playing with me, but I in Rainbow Six Siege, I had twenty-two kills, and we lost. Oh, I didn't even oh. say. I did not even oh. say goodbye. And the reason why we lost is because I pushed the room. It was two on one. It was three on one. I put three on two. I'm sorry. I pushed the room. I killed the guy, but then his, um, I got flanked, and I was like, "Yo, push, push, push." He's in the corner to the right. One yeah. guy couldn't get in through the door. The other guy was tippy toeing. No one pushes out. out. They're always scared to push in. Uh, I don't know why people are very scared to push in an objective, especially last minute. But you're not gonna die in real life, man. Just run in the room. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think some of those things where like people are like they don't want to run in like like willy nilly because like they don't want to run in reckless because then if they die, they're like, oh man, what if I played this quietly? What if I played this smoothly? You know? Well, but like KD, playing it smooth and siege is like bad because like that that like. Oh, now it's bad. Before it used to be you had to play smooth, but now if you're not playing sweaty or nothing, then pff, forget it. I think it's both. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's both ways, man. Like I, I don't know. My biggest thing is like now in Siege, I anytime I enter a room, I just sprint in first because yeah, I, I know on defense <laughs> I aim at doors. I pre-aim doors. So if I'm poking around a door, I'm at a disadvantage because I have to slowly poke around the door, find the enemy, then shoot. As in, if I'm poking through the door, I'm doing the aiming for them. All they have to do is just like slightly click on my face. Yeah, I know so I mean. always sprint through the door first, then get shot at, and then recalibrate for this like where I'm getting shot at. Yeah, but uh, it's rough, man. It took me a long time to learn that. I'm an a anchor, funny story. So I, I um, know how it works. <laughs> funny story I have too with uh, that game as well. Uh, uh, I was playing with one of my friends who isn't the greatest, so I decided I'm like, you know what? Let me try to get some lower ranks in here. You know, maybe he'll play a little. You know, it, it's rank. You know, people that play around his style. Yeah, that was probably one of the uh, most miserable experience I've ever encountered because I was—I'm so used to playing with people who are sweaty, you know, he's rushing. I was getting killed 
from places that were so obvious that I would never check. And I mean, we ended up winning, but it was it was frustrating because people were in like so obvious positions and just like standing in the middle waiting to get shot. And I'm like, what the what is like? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I'm so used to people playing sweaty, not this bad. And I'm getting myself killed because I'm not used to this. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, Siege is a beast, man. I tell everybody, I was like, Siege is a game that has a lot of, like, return on investment if you enjoy it, and it's also a game that will make you more tilted than any other game I've ever played. Yes, 100%. You know, I, you hate it, but you always you, you always say you hate it, but you always go back to it. That's how it is. Oh, yeah. It's like, if every game was super, like, competitive, like, it's, it's a game where, like, at least now, because I feel like when it first came out, there were a lot of, like, bullshit ways to die, but I feel like now... Every time I die, I understand why I died. I'm like, I man, don't. if I played it this way, then I would have had him. You know what I mean? I don't. I still don't. You still don't. <laughs> I don't like the way I die. Every time I die, it's bullshit. Every time, every every single time, it's like, oh, it's bullshit, man. What is, what's going on? I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever seen the chart, uh, Hoosier. There's a chart where it's like, if you get killed, it's like 80% bullshit. It's like 20%. Oh, oh, that was a good kill. I think that's just the internet. I think the internet is 80% bullshit, 20% yeah. legitimacy. But like, you yeah. know, I, for me, at least, I feel like. I'm having less of those moments where, like... Because in Siege, it used to be where, like... I would be per- perfectly posted on a window, right? No one would see me. Some dude tags me from a wall through, like, three walls. And I'm just like, how? And on his screen, like, someone would explain to me, oh, so-and-so tagged you with a camera, and that guy just, like, shot you through all the three viable walls with the highest gun in the game. And I'm just like, that's too much math. That's bullshit. <laughs> and then... <laughs> like, it's just too much... That's too much high-level understanding. I'm not about it. Just screw it. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, Siege is that game, though, man. Like, it rewards intelligent players and just brutally skilled players. Like, if you're a dumb, like, player, and what I mean by dumb is, like, you're a guy who doesn't, like, put a lot of thought into his actions, but you're really good at pointing and clicking, like, it rewards that gameplay. But also, if you're a very methodical, like, you know, strategic player, it rewards that, too. So that's why I like Siege, man. Like, it's, it's, I think it's a game that everyone has the potential to enjoy, given so the chance to figure it out. It's something different, too, than, you know, besides the Call of Duty and Battlefield, you know, the run and gun and just seeing how... Oh, dude, out, even, how I'm, I'm, yeah, I was a disappointed, man, because I don't know if you guys heard, but I got, I got access to the Battlefield Alpha, right, for Battlefield Five. Oh, very nice. And it felt, it felt very running gun, man. It was, I mean, it's a crisp game. It looks great, but, like, it felt so running gun. I was like, man, I liked Battlefield because, like, I wanted to sit back and poke people, but now I feel like I get no action if I sit back and poke because everything's so running gun. I don't know. It just... I want to give it another shot when the next series of Alpha comes out or the next series of Beta because I want to see, like, what they do in between the changes. But I don't know, man. I hope they keep it honest to, like, you know, long play styles because I love sniping in that game, man. Man, don't don't tell me that, man. I have really high hopes. I'm super stoked for this game. Dude, if you ask anyone else who played that Beta, like, anyone who wasn't a Battle Royale player, they'll tell you it was great. Like, I've just, for me, I talked to a few Battle Royale guys that played that game, and they were like, yeah, I don't know. Just, like, it played very, like weird like it wasn't what i even expected like people were like for me i was saying i, I expected it to be slow i want it to be slow it didn't feel like slow in an organic way and then some people are like oh dude and then i watch these clips and i'll see people get like seven kills with a sniper like from a reasonable distance in a short amount of time i'm like where were those guys like i had none of that i had a bunch of rushers camping in houses and no play it was weird man I think my experience was just strange for a couple weeks. Or a couple I want to get your opinion on one more thing also before we kind of um, before we move on to the main topic. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, you know, speaking of battle royale, you see like now Call of Duty and now Battlefield, and you see like all these other, um, you know, developers kind of yeah. implementing battle royale into their games. You know, yeah. 
how do you feel about that? How do you kind of feel them jumping on, you know, the PUBG kind of success and the uh, Fortnite success? You know, how, what's your opinion on that? Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. Like, I think, like, as soon as PUBG was the number one game and then Fortnite became the number one game. And, like, Fortnite, you know, was a failed game when it first came out, right? Like, Fortnite came out as, like, the survival game that was horrible, basically. Yeah. No one really played it. People bought it because it had high hopes and then it ended up not being as fulfilling as they thought it would be. So their BR game came out as, like, a way to keep the game alive, right? And so, like, you know, PUBG set a standard. People are already thinking about it because people are like, oh, you know, PUBG's dominating. Like, what can we do? And then Fortnite comes in and proves that anyone can do it. And I, I really mean it. Like, if Fortnite can do it in the state they were in when that game first came out, then I legitimately believe anyone can do it. And so, for me, it was a matter of time because I don't know what game had the very first team deathmatch. Maybe it was Quake. Maybe it was, you know, something, you know, Unreal Tournament or something. I don't know. I wasn't really, you know, playing those games at the time. But, like, someone eventually, someone at one point set the precedent of Team Deathmatch. Someone set the precedent of Control or King of the Hill. So somebody set those precedents, right? And they were adopted by other games. So I think Battle Royale is just, you know, our latest generation of, like, those things. Like, Battle Royale is the next Team Deathmatch, the next Search and Destroy the next you know game mode so i think you're not you're going to stop seeing i think going forward you're going to stop seeing battle royale specific games and you're going to see a game with a battle royale game mode you know and fortnite's the first one of that fortnite's a game that has or you know even PUBG. even PUBG now has um you know battle royale their normal mode then they have war you know which is like a team death mode and then you know fortnite has the base game which is the save the world survival mode then they have you know battle royale and then there's a game I'm really excited about called Mavericks, and it's going to be a battle royale game with like a social hub, like Destiny-like experience. And then they're going to add some elements in there that are like their own. It's like kind of PVE-esque. And then they have another game called like Fear the Wild or something, or Fear the Out Fear oh, the Outdoors. Yeah, Fear, Fear of the Wolves. Yeah, Fear of the Wolves. That and that game, awesome. I just I literally just heard about it the last couple of days, man. And that game is like a PvPVE. I'm all about it. Yeah, like, you get attacked sounds... by a wolf out of nowhere, dude. That is awesome as hell. It sounds sick, dude. Like it literally puts you in mind. Like you're you're not just. I love the games where the enemy isn't just the people. The enemy is like the AI. Because like you know, to a certain degree, people are predictable, and to a certain degree, even AI is predictable. But if you put two enemies that are drastically different in patterns together, then it's hard to predict how they're going to react together. You know, especially if the the environment part of the game is willing to attack both players. You know. Then you don't know. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting, man. It'll be uh, it'll be weird to see like that game come out and Mavericks come out and uh, there's a game called Scum I've been hearing about lately. That game's gonna come out and uh, you know of course Call of Duty. You know Call of Duty is one of those games that has like all of the funding and all of the resources in the world to succeed, but none of the consumer trust. So never. <laughs> like we'll see, man. Like I mean Call of Duty I think is better than it was a couple years ago thanks to World War II. I think World War II was the game it needed to get in, like, the community's favor. But, I mean, it could just as easily flop as any other game, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see what they do with it. And then you have uh, Battlefields, which is, like, you know, the game everyone usually treasures and loves and everyone always defends. And people, like, very little, like, very few times do people actually critique Battlefield. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a well-made game. It's realistic. It's played out. The physics makes sense. The game makes sense. Like, it's great. But they start doing a Battle Royale mode, and you got to wonder... You know what kind of sacrifices are going to be made. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, you're coming. That game is very class based, and if they like, if any class has a medic, you know what I mean. If any class has a has a class that's going to give you like an advantage in healing, I feel like that class is just going to be like OP. Or if you have a class that's like only going to have the sniper, I feel like that class is going to be OP. So like, 
there's going to have to be there's there's I mean it'll be interesting to see what they do because I feel like what you're going to have is you're going to have zero classes but then you're going to have like adopted traits maybe or like adopted packages so yeah, maybe really like excited. a Call of Duty Zombies perk system I don't know well uh, yeah MD uh, yeah Darwin Project came out yeah yesterday free to play so I mean I downloaded it, I haven't got to try it yet yeah Darwin Project's interesting uh, it's, you know it's been out for months you know for a purchase and then they just went free to play so free game it's great for a purchase game it's kind of it was always coming kind of rough I recommend it though, dude. It's it's different. It's probably the most different battle royale that exists. Period. Yeah, I heard a lot of people raving about the director mode. Yeah, I, I think it's I don't know, man. Like being being the director is a lot of fun, um, as long as you're a fair director. Because um, like a big a big reason that game never took off is like super competitive, um, is because the director has the chance to really pay, play favorites. So what I mean by that is, like, you can be the director, and you can, like, totally just fight against a single player. Like, I could know... Because I know where everyone's... Excuse me, I know where everyone's at, right? If I'm the director, I know where every player is, and I know who those players are. So, and you can talk to the players, too. So what I could do as the director is I could look up everyone's location and then tell my buddy in the game where... and, and whatever the thing is, you know. Or I could just be the director and just, like, screw everybody but my buddy... And I can be like, yo, I don't like this guy, so I'm going to nuke his area, then I'm going to swarm his spot, then I'm going to, like, put a area arena shield to keep him in the blue or something, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things you can do. And so there was a lot of griefing in that game. If you if like for, if you got into a game with a bad director, it was just a wash. Like, there was nothing you could do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good, but that sounds pretty, pretty bad. But but on the flip side, if you have, like, a really fair director or, like, a really, you know, like, fair system... Then it was great. Like if you if you were like let's say you were a guy camping, like in a tower or whatever in that game. Like I don't think there's a lot of camping going on. But let's say you're camping, okay? The director could put a nuke on your fields and force you to not camp anymore. So I think oh, like awesome. the director in that case is very like effective and very positive. But the director on like the flip side, like the tyrant side, could be a very toxic experience. And I feel like any game on Xbox that has the chance to get your buddies in the director. Like if you're a director and you can invite your buddies to a game. It's very. It's going to be very one-sided. So. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's it's interesting, man. I, I recommend giving it a shot. Hundred percent. We'll definitely will. All right, all right. Um, let's move on to the uh, the main topic at hand. Yeah. Um, you know, games. You know, E three's over. Uh, summer is very light on games, so we have you know a lot to look forward to. Um, for the holiday of twenty eighteen. So absolutely. Um, what do you think? I, what do you think we should do? Should we just uh, go through month <laughs> by month, or should I kind of just fire away? Uh, I mean, it's whatever you guys want to do, man. To be honest, I mean. All right, so let's begin with the month of September. Um, Hoosier, I know we uh, discussed your list is a little bit different. Um, I'll fire away just the kind of notable games that are coming out in September. Uh, we have Marvel Spider-Man for PlayStation Four. Yep. Um, NBA Two K Nineteen. Um, yeah. <laughs> also the release date for Spider-Man September seventh. Uh, 2K19, September 11th. I believe there's an earlier edition you could possibly get. I'm not sure if that's the earlier uh, release date. Um, there's, of course, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, September 14th. Yeah. Uh, Spiral Reimagined, September 21st. And then yes. for, uh, Headshot Dan, we have uh, FIFA 19, uh, September 28th. Which I'm still pondering how FIFA 18 is still not in the A-access. <laughs> I mean, I to to kind of begin here, and we'll let um you know let you guys go next. I mean, I can't wait for Spider Man. I mean, it looks amazing, and what Insomniac has done, it looks and the tease of the Sinister Six. I cannot wait. 
Yeah, it looks fantastic, man. Super excited for it, and it seems like a lot of the streaming and gaming community is all aboard, man. It just looks like everyone wants that game to succeed. It's Insomniac, too. So, I mean, Insomniac, they, they did really well with um, Sunset Overdrive. I love that game. And yep. Insomniac has made some, some great games. So, I 100%. mean, the, the suit, to me, is it's decent. I don't mind the suit. But uh, when they finally showed the gameplay, more gameplay for it at E3, I mean, I'm all on board. I can't wait. Yeah, that gameplay looked incredible. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it looks so smooth, man. Like, all anybody ever wants is a Spider-Man that's, like, you can do all these acrobatic stunts, you know, between the web slinging and, like, the flipping around and, like, the, you know, punching to a kick to a web thing. Everybody just wants it to be smooth because that's, like, what the character is, right? The character is a, you know, a kick-ass acrobatic superhero. So, like, I, I, from the gameplay I've seen, it looks like they nailed it, so. Um, I, I heard you go nuts, who's your boy, for uh, Spyro Reimagined. Are you happy? You're, uh, I mean, I'm happy, too. I'm, I'm very excited. excited. Oh, our, child, our childhood is... Once again, getting reimagined uh, all three Spyro games. I mean, dude, I yeah, I can't wait, man. Like, like I haven't got the Crash Bandicoot series yet, like the trilogy, but I'm going to. And I, I'm just, I'm trying to decide: do I want it on PC, Xbox, or Switch? And I just have no idea which I'm going to probably switch. To be honest with you, as much as I like would love to see it in like smooth PC fashion, or like maybe even like uh, on Xbox for the achievements. It just it feels right on Switch, but I'm super excited for the Crash series and like Spyro. It's, uh, it's just going to be an extension of that whole like thing, like that nostalgia that you know and reimagined true like uh you know because they read everything, man. Like all the dragons look different, they, all the scenes look different. Like it looks so good. I got to call out them. Oh, dude, look, it looks so so good, man. I'm so excited. But I gotta say I'm though, gonna... one game you missed though was uh, Argonaut killed it. It's the Destiny Two Forsaken DLC. I mean. It's not a game. It's a DLC, but I'm super excited for that game too. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to forewarn you really quick. Um, so, um, be, uh, good luck on the Crash Bandicoot, man. They made it uh, a lot harder than you remember. They did. Oh, I really? It I have it. I have it on PS4. It's it's brutal. It, oh, really? It is. It, I've rage quit a lot. Believe me on that game. Uh, it is hard. They 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 did not hold back with the difficulty on this one man and I, I was playing it and I'm like there was no way this game was this hard when I was friggin eight years old or six wherever the hell old I was I remember beating these games when I was a kid and I could barely beat them it was it was hard it's hard yeah I feel like it's kind of it though man like you know when you ever go back to old games you ever play them and you're like man this is easy now I think they had to increase the difficulty of the game to make it a little bit more interesting you know what I mean like I think that's the, that's the era we're in like we're in an era where people really like challenges they're more accepting of challenges. And also, like, if it's too easy, it dies out too fast. Yeah, I mean, I, so, like, I, I like it a little harder. I like the challenge. I mean, I haven't. I, I plan on getting a, the Bandicoot series. So yeah. I'm waiting for that challenge. I'm excited, man. Is there um, anything else you guys are excited for um, in September? Anything in else? September? Ah, dude, Spyro and Destiny really just where I plan on spending my time. Spider Man's neat, but I'll probably end up waiting on it because it's a single player only game. So the way I usually wait is I wait until single player games are, like, cheap. Then I pick them up later, so um, it looks amazing. But that's just kind of where I'm at. I'm pretty stoked for Tomb Raider, man. Tomb Raider looks freaking fantastic. Oh, it looks great too, man. I I want to do a Tomb Raider run eventually, but we're waiting on that one. That's uh, a really good game. Yeah, I'm pretty much excited for all those games besides FIFA. Dan's the only one in here that plays uh, soccer. You know, I'll play FIFA if I'm in a room with you know some buddies and we're drinking. I'll play some FIFA. But like, I don't get sweaty about it. Like, I don't get mad if I lose. <laughs> I don't get sweaty. I don't, get mad. I, I, you know, I don't go yeah. into the fantasy because you know what? I just pay to win. You know, I, I play my career modes, yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah, 
Hundred percent. I absolutely agree, man. Like the people who are top of anywhere are the guys that invest hundreds of dollars into their rosters. Yeah, I, that's the same. I play Madden, and I I just got into the Ultimate Team this year with Madden, and I quickly stopped because uh, me and my friends would play people that were literally paying to win. Like new packs would come out, and they would pay for it. And yeah. I literally watched my friend play like to get those packs. He would literally sit there for three hours to do one objective to get a certain pack. And I sat there. I'm like, now I see why people just pay to win. It's ridiculous. It's no one wants to go through the grind. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like that's not going to be a model that can that's going to suffice much longer. And maybe FIFA or like you know NFL won't be affected because like the community is so like tight that like it's it's been this way for so long. They may not complain, but like you will never see like a PvP shooter or anything no, like that go down that model. Because the community that, is so quick to shit on it, like it's not gonna after happen. After that Battlefront Two fiasco, that's I think that's. Oh yeah, dude! Nobody wants to pay forty dollars just to be Darth Vader, yeah, yeah, or no, no, no one wants to put in forty hours to only earn one character. Like, yeah, that I would fiasco argue, was like, bad. Four hours might be a viable grind. Like five hours, you know, might be a viable grind. But forty, like if for forty for forty hours, dude, I better get like Leia in her slave outfit with like. I don't know, dude. I might, I might get. I want a shaved Wookie. Like, I better be getting like skins on skins on skins. You know what I mean? Like, I better be getting the cream de la creme of like, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Forty hours is a hell of an investment. Like, forty hours in Fortnite would get you a lot of things, man. Forty hours in Battlefront Two only got you one character. The return wasn't great, and especially if you could just buy that character. Like, if it was forty hours for this one character and it was the only way to get it was time, that would be different. People would be like, yeah, like it sucks to grind forty hours, but you do it because you want this character. Like, it would be a grind, right? But the answer was, okay, you put in 40 hours or you pay $60 for this character. Like, that was the difference. And yeah, um, and I don't know. It was a fiasco. No, it was horrible. I was um, I was so disappointed because I do agree with you. I, I, I and As in the sports world, like NBA, uh, football, FIFA, that model will probably stay there because, again, yeah, that's where they make their money. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you, man. First-person shooters, anything PvP, anything like that—that that is long dead. So. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, Battlefield ruined it for everybody. Thank God. It was. I mean, it was just. Oh. It was a terrible practice people were getting into, and I'm very glad that it got shut down. Um, well, even Shadow of War did it. I didn't know that. I yeah, never they, got they, Shadow they, of War. Yeah, they had. Uh, they that was another fiasco. Quiet fiasco. They had loot boxes too, um, where you could get orcs quicker and stuff and. Things like really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quiet. That was a quick one, though. That was quick. I mean, I'm glad they did because, like, that's another game where, like, I would never imagine loot boxes in that game because why? But then, you know, they did it because why not? You know, is their answer. But I'm glad they That's all it is. <laughs> they I mean, it's, I guess, uh, microtransactions like, like that, too. I mean, people only do it because it works, right? Like, people wouldn't put in these things if they didn't make money. So they make money. But I think, think I mean, here's what I'm saying. Like, I call it the Fortnite effect. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Fortnite, I think, is going to be a game changer. Like, one, you're seeing everyone put in Battle Royales. I think that's a combination of the PUBG and Fortnite. But I think what you're going to start seeing, man, is like, you know, uh, PUBG has said, or no, not PUBG. Well, even PUBG. PUBG has a Battle Pass now, okay? PUBG adopts a Battle Pass that works exactly like Fortnite's Battle Pass, right? Um, it's all cosmetic. It's stuff you have to grind for and earn for, but it rewards loyalty and experience and whatever. So, like, that's a that's part of the Fortnite effect. The other Fortnite effect is, like, games that traditionally had DLCs, like Call of Duty and Battlefield, are now announcing that they will no longer have DLC. That's the Fortnite effect. Fortnite's a free-play game. Why would you pay $60 
for a base game and then thirty dollars for DLC or fifteen dollars for DLC when Fortnite's putting out free stuff and free and DLC for like ten dollars, you know, for hundreds of hours of gameplay. So I feel like that's the uh like you're getting all this extra benefit from precedents set by previous games. Yeah, for, Fortnite makes like all their money on cosmetics, so I mean they're not yeah they're doing very well for themselves. Yeah, because like that's where I'm at, man. It's like I don't think loot boxes are bad, but like they have to be cosmetic. Yeah, well, like, it's cosmetics only. Yeah, 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 yeah I don't mean it. Yeah, cosmetic is always perfectly fine with me. If they, if, if they start adding like, all right, uh, you could pay for like uh, more damage, like you know, yeah, like, you get a pickaxe so that explodes and kills yeah. everybody with one hit. Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah. Um. Now we. Yeah, we go on to the next month. My wallet yeah, really hurts. On that. <laughs> My wallet really, really hurts reading this list. Oh, God. Uh, luckily, Dan and I game share. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Forza Horizon 4, October 2nd. Super stoked. Uh, yeah. Meg- Mega Man 11, October 2nd. Looks neat. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, October 5th. Looks great. Um, Super Mario Party Switch, October 5th. So hyped. Ooh, I forgot about that one. Um, WWE 2K19, October 9th. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, October 12th. Uh, Soul Calibur 6, October 19th, for the fighting fans out there. Uh, yeah. Battlefield 5, October 19th. And the game that everybody has been waiting for, and that is Red Dead Redemption 2, October 26th. Looks yeah. like that's the final date. Looks like that's not going to get pushed back. But, I mean, my wallet is my wallet legit hurt reading this list. <laughs> And There's a lot of good games, man. Stacked list. Well, what are you guys looking forward to? Yes, you're right. You're, like... you're right. MD Forza will be Game Pass. All I forget, I did forget about yeah, that. Thank Forza you for Game Pass. Me. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, there's at least six games on a list that I know uh, Ray's Quinn and I are going to get, which is uh, Forza, Assassin, Mario Party, WWE, Battlefield, and Red Dead. I know. I know. Is he in WWE? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah we're, we're huge wrestling fans, man. We... Right on. Big time wrestling fans. I, ever since I was a kid, I stopped watching it for maybe about a year, but then I got hooked right back onto it. Yeah, see, I never like. I mean, I played wrestling games growing up, but we're talking like N sixty four or like uh, PlayStation. Oh, no games. mercy, man! The best wrestling game uh-huh. ever. No so, mercy, man, I, I just remember like there was a couple wrestling games I really loved, and I kind of just fell out of them. But I also never really watched wrestling, so I think it'd be better if I like was invested in real wrestling right. and then played the games. Especially you with the I mean? rumors right now, they're talking about bringing back to this game, and just yeah. even makes them more exciting. Well, that's awesome, man. You know, it's neat. I'm glad they still make those games. You know what I mean? Because like they don't make a lot of the games anymore. Like they don't make PGA Tour like they used to. They don't make uh, you know NASCAR like they used to. Like there's a lot of games that are like dying out. But I'm glad WWE is it, man. I'm glad it's uh, still around. There's a lot of fond memories of those old school wrestling games. But like you said, October's a stacked year, man. Like WWE is cool, but you know how long? How much you guys gonna be playing it when you guys have all these other games? You when you have Forza and Red Dead, yeah, dude. Um. The, the two games I'm really excited for, and that's Assassin's Creed, because after what they showed at E3, how it's starting to move into kind of an RPG-type element. Dude, that, I... I love RPG games. I thrive on, like, Elder Scrolls, Mass Effect, Star Wars, Nitro Republic, so I'm yeah, super Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, here's my thing. is like, I'm almost debating even doing, like, an old, like, beating all of the Assassin's Creeds that I haven't beat before, just to, for, you know, whatever's sake, and then play to, uh, you know... Assassin's Creed Origins, because I heard that game was phenomenal, and now leading into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, those are two games that look beautiful to me. Like they look incredible. They look yeah, like very good. Like they look like they're compromising the right like elements that they like. You know, like it has um, fantasy elements that never been like. Usually, the Assassin's Creed games have been very historical. Now they're compromising historical accuracy for more interesting storyline. 
all about it. I don't care about the historical accuracy. Give me a game that's fun to play. That's what I care about. Yeah, exactly. Like, that looks phenomenal. And now they're doubling down. They're saying, yes, we want RPG elements. Like you get to have like a skill tree of sorts. You know, not just like like it used to be. I think the old Assassin's Creeds were like you'd get a you have to do special missions to get access to guns. But now it's like, nah, you do whatever you want. Like you know, in a, in order relevant to the story, and you know, you get to like build on the things you care about. Like if you want to be super stealthy and like do a bunch of bush kills, you can do that. Or if you want to be the guy that like jumps forty feet in the air and like you know, teabag someone to death, you can do that. Like, it's whatever. So I love that there's, like, different varieties, ways to play in both weaponry, armor, and skill set. Like, I'm super pumped for Assassin's Creed in the direction they're going. You, you know, I don't know. I don't, uh, to me, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this either. To me, it all comes down... There's been so many Assassin's Creed games. Um, to me, it comes down to the setting. I know Origins was such an amazing game, but for some reason, I just could not get into the Egypt setting. Oh, did you then, play it you know, though, or just like was that? I like... did. I did play it. I did play it, but it's just I just couldn't get into the Egypt setting and everything. Okay. Syndicate, I loved. I loved the whole London setting. I loved the switch between the brother and the sister. Um, I never played was, those games, so I don't. I'm a little. Unity was a disaster. You couldn't even play it. But I'm really excited for the you know it, it being in Greece, and then of course Red Dead Redemption Two. Man, you know I know it's a prequel, but you kind of see how so the stoked, gang so started. Oh, oh dude, I've never even beat Red Dead Redemption 1, so you better believe I'm going to do a Red Dead well, 1 man, playthrough yes. before Red Dead 2. It's back I know you don't really need to. Man. You got it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's there for me, 100%. I, so I'm down, man. It's it's one of those games where, like, everyone told me for years, Red Dead's the greatest game alive. You should go play it. Yeah, but it'll always be there, man. It'll be fine. And then they announced Red Dead 2, and I'm like, well, balls, because now's the time to play it. Yeah, right? I'm almost so done with one again. I'll probably end up doing a... Yeah, I'll probably you're going um, you're, you're to get sucked in playing uh, random games of poker, and just when you lose, you <laughs> get up and kill them and take all your money back. So. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, you can play oh, you poker, lost, but you can play Texas Hold'em. It's awesome. <laughs> get drunk. You get like in Grand Theft Auto, man. It's a it's a phenomenal game. That was a that was a big time. You know, I love Rockstar games. You know, Grand Theft Auto, Bully. Yeah. Um, what was what was what just came out that just got remastered? I can't believe it. I don't remember it. Um, a game that just came out me. from uh, from Rockstar. Oh, L.A. Yes, Noir. Rem- L.A. Noir. Yeah, that's another one. L.A. Noir. Great games. Um, I'm Noir. excited for part two. Yeah, no, I never played Noir either. I had a buddy who loved that game. No, just, I just never got jump into, into that remaster. It's so good, man. That's so the plan. Good. See, I love this stuff, man. Like, I get to wait on games, and they come up with a better version of it, and then I jump into those games. Even a Max so, Payne like, series were freaking great. Yeah, Max mm. Payne was awesome too. Uh, who's your what? Um, you know, besides these those other games, you know, I know you play the you know the shooters and everything. You play the Alpha for Battlefield Five. Um, is Call of Duty Battlefield Five? You know, Four is there any of those games like on your radar? Or do you, uh, um, do you have any other games kind of on your radar? So like Battlefield Five, like I want to love, even though like, I wasn't very impressed with the Alpha necessarily. It might just been a me thing. Like maybe you know by the final product, I'll be super interested. So I'm keep tabs on it. Uh, Call of Duty has my interest just because like I used to love Call of Duty, and then. I got burnt out like years ago with like the uh, like so MW3. Cool. I wasn't even a big fan of like people love that game, and I was kind of like eh. And then Black Ops One and Two were fine with me, and then Ghost was fine with me. But like after all, it was like MW. Like I started like getting progressively less interested. And then Advanced Warfare comes out, and to me that game was the worst. Like people, the some people swear that game was amazing. It was the one with the exosuits. So, like, the exosuits just murdered me because all it was was people just boosting like crazy. People just be like, oh, sprint, 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 boost, 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 spray, spray, spray. And, like, that was the game. I hated exosuits with a passion. 
I couldn't. It was my least favorite Call of Duty, and like a lot of people, like still have a lot of love for that game. They're like, "Oh, Ghosts was the worst game, not as Advanced Warfare." And I'm like, "Did you play that game?" I mean, like, Ghosts sucked you... too, but Advanced Warfare is worse. Like I said, like I don't defend Ghosts, but I say it's better than Advanced Warfare. But like that was just me, man. So like, I hope Call of Duty does it right. Like I hope, like I said, that's a, it's a it's a game or a series that has all of the resources to succeed. And this year, especially since they said they're going to be doing more free content and just paid DLCs for the narrative part of the game, so like just the zombies. And so I, I'm interested, man. They have my attention. It's just a matter of like, are they going to maintain it? Like, are they going to do it right? Like, yeah. or is it going to be this you know, more garbage? I think they have so we'll my see. attention more for their battle royale scene. I'm really more interested in seeing how what they do with that. Yeah, you know, like you know, we'll see what do they do with it, man. Like, I, I probably won't buy it day one. I'll probably hold off on it. If it's any good, I'll get it. If I, you know, if it's not, I won't. Yeah, but um, so, but I'm with you, man. Like, which means Assassin's Creed, Black Friday, or something. Yeah, exactly. Or Cyber Monday, or like Christmas. Like, usually Call of Duty games, they'll drop like twenty bucks in like a couple months. So like, instead of paying it for sixty on day one, I'll get it for like forty in like two months. Can and we... buy like uh, and buy like good or what is it like I'm, uh, Cyber Monday? It'll be like half price. So uh, can we all just play Mario Party together? I would love Mario. Like you said, there, there's one thing I'm hoping for, and you know that's been a big problem with the last couple of Mario games. And you know we've touched, you know, we talked about this before. Is that I really hope it's back to where you will start <clears throat> hating your friends. You want to be brutal? Really, that, yeah, I want it to be brutal again because before it was just like the last game I didn't get because it was just it was just basically those mini games. I remember. I don't know if you guys remember on like the older Mario parties. Where like they would have those mini games where you could get coins and treasure. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically the mini games. Everyone wins. Like everybody wins. Like come on now, no, I want to hate you. I want to hate my other friend for getting those stupid like, yeah, bonus like, stars. Play, at the I want to play Mario Party stars. where like I risk our friendship on if you steal my star. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Fine. And the bonus stars. The bonus stealing stars. stars are the worst. Love stealing stars from people. Yeah, oh dude. It's shit. Let's be real. Mario Party at its best was a feel-good Hunger Games, and the Hunger Games the risk oh, was your yeah. friendship. Like <laughs> I've heard some people call it divorce party back in the day like if you played with your significant other then you guys may not end up on good terms after the game so, uh, I didn't talk to my friend for five minutes after he beat me oh. I, I didn't talk to him for a good five minutes and then he rubbed more salt in the wound when he goes well you can't win them all and I was <laughs> like fucking god I was like boy watch me and then you kick him out <laughs> I, wanted to, no, I wanted to throw his N64 controller because I was like so pissed because he won the ball at the end they give you the bonus stars he won all the bon- I had like two more stars more than him, mm. and he won all three bonus stars, and he won. And I clutched was like, it, man. he clutched it big time. My goodness, um, I'm excited though, dude. Mario Party's gonna be fun. Yeah, I yeah, I hope so. I was really annou- I was really happy they announced it on Switch, man. Switch is you know big time, man. Nintendo's really pumping out a lot oh, of first is, party and, and third party. They're really getting a lot of third party support this time around. They needed it. Which they have, so that's the one thing they need to do. It's the one thing that PlayStation's starting to slack on. It's like they have all these, you know, first-party titles on PlayStation, and they have all the third-party titles too, but they're not supporting them as well. You know? Like, um, you know, they have Call of Duty, and they even have Parity Access on Call of Duty. But with all this cross-play and cross-save, you know, narrative, no one really cares anymore. You know? And no one looks to buy um, all the games on PS4 unless they're really exclusives, right? Like, it may be the best-selling console. It's still probably going to sell more than Xbox on a given third-party title. But, like, if they don't start making changes, man, I don't think it's going to last that way much longer. Yeah, we, um, me and my, uh, a while back when Sony first got the marketing rights for uh, Call of Duty, uh, you know, I'm in a group chat with a couple of my other 
Xbox was so smart to get out of that deal. Call of Duty is not where it is anymore. So, you know, Xbox was smart not to worry about, you know, get, losing the marketing rights. To oh, that. absolutely. Like, why worry about a dying brand? Like, you know, have your exclusivity, have your... And even then, like, even Call of Duty was worse because, like, or Destiny was the worst. Oh, my gosh. So oh, PS4 yeah, by... De- yeah, PS4 bought rights to Destiny. They could have exclusive content for a year. Not just a month, a full year. Xbox people couldn't have the same things PS4 guys did. That was brutal. But um, I'm with you, though, man. I'm excited. And, like, you know, I love that third-party games are coming to N64 because the third-party games, I think, are what keep, a like, a console alive. You know, like, a first-party... First-party are a lot of pressure, you know? Like, you know, that takes a lot of investment, a lot of time, a lot of development. But, like, third-party games, it's like, you know, you don't really have to... They don't have to invest the resources to make the game succeed. They just have to hope people want to develop on the platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think we um, we get an N64 Mini? Uh, I think that's a secret. Dude, I, I would say it's very likely. They I mean, I would... In Japan, so... Yeah, I heard there was some trademarks going on. I also, like, you know, they did... I didn't... So to me, like, they did the Nintendo Classic... I feel like they did the Super Nintendo Classic very quickly. Like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, here's a Nintendo Classic Edition. And I thought it was going to be like two years later, we'll get a Super Nintendo Classic Edition and then see what happens. But, like, it was literally, here's a here's a Nintendo Classic Edition. Ten months later, here's a Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Give it a shot. <laughs> now they're selling both. And I bet in, like, the next year or year and a half or two years maybe, then we'll get an N64. And we'll see what happens with it. Because, I don't know, man, like, it sells great. Now they're like collector's items, and like they do great, and they're really like well received items. So I think it's just like it would be a very questionable business decision to not do it. Like if people want it, and it doesn't require any like severely new development other than just like bringing games up to like you know 1080p, 720, 30 frames, you know yada yada HDMI, you know 2018 standards, then like why not? Yeah. MD um, GamesCon is kind of like a toned down E3. Um, it's it, it's huge. GameCon is very it's, is very it's, uh, huge. August twenty first um, to August twenty fifth. I believe that's yeah. in Europe. Is it, it's in Europe, isn't it? GamesCon. I believe yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know much about yeah, it. Yeah, GamesCon's mostly in Europe. MD, um, and they kind of some uh, you know they still hold off some big announcements for that too. So GamesCon gets some big announcements. So that'd be um, fun, man. GamesCon's exciting. Yeah, we're gonna go through November, December. It's really light. So I expect maybe some more games get announced at GamesCon as we go down uh, November, December. I think there's, there, I think there's still some games on the horizon. Cause yeah. hopefully, yeah, probably right. Um, anything else in October? Um, you, do you play Forza? Um, or anything like that? You racing? See, guy? I used to be really into like the base Forza series. I've never played Forza Horizon. Everyone tells me the Horizon oh, series is great. So good. Never played it. So and good. yeah, cause like, I'll get really into like Forza Motorsport for like two months and then I'll start slacking and play other games and then I'll you know play it to the point where I just don't play anymore so like I don't know like I'm excited for Forza Horizon 4 because it looks so clean and so exciting but it I might just you know wait until I have the game pass to try it out you know because I have access to the game pass I just haven't really done it yet so I might just cough it up and do it and have access to that and everything else I think the game pass is worth it man game pass is oh, it 100% is, it's, worth it's, it it's 100% worth it once Xbox um, said that the exclusives are going to be on game pass I you know I yeah it, it was it's 100% worth it it's like why not you know what I mean like the game you know you buy the thing you get the brand new game you're going to pay 60 bucks for anyway at the cost of $10 and then you get every game so let's say like you know three first party games come out a year which rarely happens 
you know, then you're getting it for a steal. It'll take you, you know, a year and a half to make up those prices, you know. So I think it's great, man. It's it's a good move on Xbox's part. Super smart, super uh, consumer friendly, which is always great. So yeah, MD, this is yeah. gonna be the first one online. Yeah, yeah. The I believe the Nintendo online uh, launches in September, so probably right. Yeah, definitely, I think Mario Party will be online. 100%. I hope so, man. If it's not online, it's that'll be such a mistake. Oh, one hundred percent. Because he, I think I, I, mean, I, I definitely think across. so. Mario, Mario Kart, Splatoon. You know, these games are online. So, and the Mario Tennis game is online. I think they'd be a, a huge setback if they didn't push that online. That'd be crazy. One hundred percent agree. So, hopefully, they're smart enough, man, to realize the opportunity there and the consumer interest. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. So we go again. You know the. This is a little bit lighter months, but, you know, this could change. Um, but before, real quick, we move on, I just want to get some Red Dead real quick, and I need to plug some Red <laughs> Dead, man. I, I really apologize, but... No, no, not at all, man. We love games. This game, is, this game has gotten pushed back a lot, and just the, how great it looks, how great the first game was, I can... And especially how far Grand Theft Auto Online has come and how amazing that online has turned oh, so itself. It's so well vetted. Oh, man, I can't wait to see what they do with Red Dead Online, but hopefully it works right away because I don't know if you tried GTA Online the first time it came out. You could not play for a month and a half. It was hard. Yeah, I didn't play GTA until, like, I had a college roommate because, you know, GTA, man, I don't know. It came out – I played on 360 first, and then I played it on Xbox One. So, like, I guess GTA has been one out for, like, five years, six years. Yep, five years ago, uh, 2013. It came out like uh, a couple months before. Rockstar doesn't give a fuck, you know. It, it's yeah. funny, like they knew Xbox One was coming out, and they're just like, ah, we don't give a shit. We're still gonna release it on 360, and then you know what? A year and a half later, all right, here it is. It's on the Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, people bought it twice. Like you know, my roommate bought it twice. You know, my people, people were ready to play a new GTA, and then it came out with better graphics on like the newest console. And people were like, oh yeah, I love it. I'm gonna play it again. And <laughs> it, it was, I mean, why not? You know what I mean? Like. I think it was a good move, and it was a cool game. But, like, um, I didn't really play the online, though. Like, I played the story when it first came out, because, like, you know, through my roommate, but like, I didn't really play the online. So I didn't really experience that whole much, and I still really haven't. Like, I haven't done the heists and everything in, you know, game or uh, GTA. But, like, yeah, people the, rave about it. People love it, so. The, the heists were a lot of fun. At first, when it first launched, it was a little bit rough as well. But the heists were fantastic. I mean, that's what everyone was waiting for when the online came out. Where's the heist? Where's the heist? Um, yeah. When the heist came out, man, it, it was they were worth it. Once it finally worked, you know, they were a lot of fun. You know, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing, though, man. Is like you know, it, people are willing to like wait as long as it like they're waiting for something that actually comes out. You know what I mean? So like, as long as it's worth the wait, then hell yeah. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I think just, GTA yeah, I'm was. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I apologize. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, I just think GTA is like one of those examples. Like, I think it was worth the wait, and even then, like they still support it. Even today, man, they still. Something you know, put out very good updates. They're doing an Independence Day uh, all week. They're doing an Independence Day deals going on right now, and I just hope they do the same for Red Dead Online. I hope it's as amazing as you know Grand Theft Auto. You know, I'm really looking forward. Besides the story, I'm gonna play the crap out of that story and everything. I just hope the online is you know just as amazing as they did with the uh, GTA's online. Absolutely, man. You know, I got everyone's hyping it up to be like the next big thing, man. So I'm hoping it lives up to it. Absolutely. Um, now we you know we go to the next months again. It's a little bit quiet, but the most interesting game, and as you see, uh, Dan has the video up here. Um, Overkill's The Walking Dead, um, so November sixth. For that man. Um, Hitman <laughs> Two, November thirteenth. Um, 
Fallout 76, November 14th, and then yep. for the Switch, we have Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, November yep. 16th. So, a very light month. It's surprising in November. I hope it usually is, is the heavy month. Normally, it's November, but um, right off the bat, you know, yeah, Overkill's The Walking Dead, you know, hopefully... Besides the Telltale series, I really hope Walking Dead gets a good game, you know, because that one they made with with Daryl was yeah. <laughs> awful. See, I never played them. I've never played a single of the Telltale Walking Dead or Walking Dead stuff. I think I played. I know I watched a lot of the Telltale Walking Dead, and I watched a lot of the Telltale Batman stuff, but I never played it. Never played a Telltale you know, game. The Telltale so... games are amazing. Amazing. Everyone says it, man. Everyone. It's they, one of those things, fan- man. If you like games like, you know, kind of living out a, a cinematic, like a movie, like a TV show or a movie, like games like Until Dawn, Heavy Rain, um, Detroit Become Human, which recently came out, if you love to yeah. play games like that, the Telltale games will suck you right in, man. The Walking Dead ones, so, they made so me good. tear up, man. Those Walking Dead really? ones, yeah, man. They, they, all, yeah, the, they throw some wild the, swings at you. Yeah, The Walking Dead, at the time, I, I mean... I know Dan's still a fan of the show. I kind of fell off of the show, but at the time when I was into the show, the mm-hmm. the games just kind of really get you hooked on, man. You get you inv- it's one of Telltale does a really good job getting you invested in the characters you're playing, like making you care, and then like that's yeah. what makes it hurt. That's awesome. I'll never forget we. They really they really get you invested into the main characters and makes you fall in love, and that's what I love about game. You know, game like certain games like. They get you invested. That's why you know. I don't yeah, believe that, that whole thing. Visceral experience. That yeah, like, I don't know, you know how you feel about the whole. Some people are saying, "Oh, single player games are dead." I think they're alive and well. Oh yeah, I think God of War proved everyone wrong, dude. Like oh, everyone, like I think it's in Crash Bandicoot and two, man. Like you know, that was the best selling game in Europe for like ten weeks. Like people are willing to buy single player games. The thing is, single player games don't have the same longevity. Like that's just how it is, you know. Like. Unless they're pushing DLCs that expand the story, like a, you know, a single-player narrative is just you know you get what you get. You know, you pay for it, you get the one thing. Maybe you buy a couple of DLCs months, months down the road. You beat it in a week, and then you put the game away. Like that's just mo- how it usually goes. Um, compared to like you know any other multiplayer game in the world, where like you know it has DLCs to keep the game fresh, but you play for the experience because the experience by nature of a multiplayer game is just always going to be unique. Like, you'll never have the exact same experience in the exact same game twice, technically. You know what I mean? Because it's always going to be different people in the lobby, different situations, yada yada. So, like, I think people... That's what keeps people playing is, like, that variety. But, like, I don't think single-player games are dead in the slightest, man. I think game. I think God of War came out, blew everyone away, showed everybody wrong. Spider-Man's going to come out, blew everyone away, prove everyone wrong. Um, you know? I, I don't... I just... I just want to see more games that tried the Uncharted route. You know, like, it was a single-player game, primarily, and then it had some multiplayer elements to keep people, like, interested. But, like, the multiplayer wasn't bad. It was very underrated. That multiplayer yeah. was very underrated multiplayer. I never played it, but, dude, it looked, like, so much fun. Like, I watched so much of that yeah, because it's really I, I... it's Yeah, it looks great. So, like, I hope... Like, I, I mean, I don't think people talk about that multiplayer experience like they talk about in, like, Fortnite or whatever. Like, you know, like, any other multiplayer game. But I hope we see more stuff like that, man. Like, I would love to see a very serious, toned, you know, like, single-player story game or whatever, just a story game in general. And then I would love to see people get maybe a little silly in, like, the uh, <clears throat> the multiplayer side of things. Just be like, yeah, like, this game wasn't meant for multiplayer, but, like, why not? You know, like, why not develop something people want to play? So, you know, give me 
give me Walking Dead where I get to have like a Left 4 Dead experience. Like I get to be a zombie attacking people. Like I know, granted, like takes away the whole story driven part of it, but like I, I don't really care if it doesn't fit the narrative. If it's, if it's two different experiences, like I always compare everything to uh, like Call of Duty and like Nazi zombies and multiplayer. Like zombies is the standout from everything else in the game. You know, the story shoots people and it's a story mode. The multiplayer shoots people and it's a story mode. But then you have zombies, which is like you're shooting zombies, you're working with other people. It has like survival elements or it has a story. If you want to do the story stuff in the zombie mode, like I would love it to be like, I would love any story driven game to have like a zombie experience where like there's something more that just keeps people coming. But, you know, we'll see, man. I just don't think it's on anyone's radar. Like, I don't think any developer is like looking to do that. No. Um, another, another, another game uh, I'm excited for too. That you know, Overkill: The Walking Dead is kind of like under the radar for me. I kind of am gonna wait to see what the reviews come out for. Um, yeah. It's been in development for a while, but um, since I've been, as a kid, since I was young, a teen, I should say, I've been playing these games, and I played the uh, the, the episodic one. But this one's not episodic. Is uh, Hitman Two. Um, I'm very excited. I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, if you've played it before. Or, um, I know I played a Hitman, and I was actually a very terrible Hitman. I, I realized I am a horrible contract killer. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, yeah. You, so, you, like, could, you could run and gun in them now. It's not recommended because I've tried to as a joke, and you're going to die. Yeah. But, um, it's. I love watching that game. Like It was a game like I tried like watching a lot of streams about, and I think it's really neat. But I, just for me personally, I'm not the kind of guy who wants to dress up as a soccer player or dress up as like a paparazzi and then get in the perfect position after smothering four guys to death and then like <laughs> you suffocate a guy with a pillow. You know what I mean? Like I'm not that kind of guy that wants to play for the long con. It's but like I, I really value that as a viewer. I don't really value that as a player though. I I the first one I played, I, I don't I it was Hitman uh get what year that came out, but I was young and I don't know, man. It's just that whole experience. I kind of like I could dress up as like a an Italian, like an Italian mobster, and just kind of blend in. I don't know. It kind of just yeah. drove me in. You know, it was different. I think I it's, a, super, I think it's a great different. idea. Yeah, yeah I think the like, idea, the premise of the game is like the best. I want to love that game. Just it just hasn't grabbed me. But I love that enough people dig it that they still keep coming out with them. You know what I mean? And I and um Dan, I actually got Dan into it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, we did a little uh, like a, a first time playing segment, um, and Dan actually tried to find, actually played it, and his Hitman skills were pretty good. Dan, what, what, how was your Hitman skills? I say they were. They were uh, it wasn't too bad, you know. A couple times I went in there running, gunning, running, gunning is a lot of fun, you know. Even uh, even if you can't go in silently, I tried, but I failed at it. But you know, going See, in silently or horrible. running, gunning the gameplay. Yeah. See, I'm watching your gameplay right now. This guy, like, dragging a mascot. And see, that hallway is entirely too long. I would want to, like, <laughs> throw him in a dumpster and just be done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I want, like, Assassin's Creed where, like, I murder a guy in a bush and then I put him in the yeah, bush. Yeah, just throw some leaves on top of him. <laughs> yeah, but see, now he, like, he's, like, kidnapping a mascot and now he's throwing him in the furthest dumpster you can find. Yeah, it's it's a very patient game. It's, it's, not, it's not like Assassin's Creed now. Assassin's Creed, you could kind of just go in there, you know, and fight everybody. It's a very it's a very patient game and you get rewarded more when you're kind of doing this assassin kills and stuff. I got a little bit better before yeah, it was uh not a pleasant experience. Yeah, but no, I I dig it though, man. I want to see that game succeed. I love it. The probably my best kill, probably the funniest kill was I uh I put um poison in the guy's uh cocaine and he snorted the co- the cocaine and you just see him kind of like 
hyperventilating and it just it just he dies instantly. Oh. Um, another, another interesting game that I, that's kind of like on everyone's radar to kind of see what the outcome's going to be is uh, Fallout 76. Yeah, um, absolutely. Dan is a little bit on board more than me. Um, I'm a little bit di- slightly disappointed because I was hoping it was going to be like Fallout New Vegas, but they're kind of going in a different direction. Um, you know, how, how do you guys feel about it? Uh... Definitely a little bit, uh, you know, skeptic, skeptical about it. But I, uh, I'm excited, man, because like I, w- I tell everybody, I've never 100% beat any Fallout game, and it's normally because, for me, it's playing with friends is a lot more exciting than anything in the world. Yes. So like, you know, like it's story, like the story is driven in school, and the universe for Fallout is is like probably one of the best. But for me, it's like you know, I always push off single player games. Because I value the experience of playing with people more than I value the single player experience of a game to give me, and like that's just me. So like the option to combine those two is phenomenal. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier, you know, like the zombies and like singing, seeing people take single player story driven games and do more with them. I think Fallout is my first true experience of that narrative. And well, if it sucks, then I'm completely wrong and I leave my words. But if it's good, then I think Fallout seventy six has the potential to be the new standard. No, I think I think more people are just upset at the fact that you know it's kind of like a uh, an archetype with the building and stuff, and Daisy with the survival and stuff. I think people are just upset with that, where people just run up, kill you, take your crap, and then move on. But the games like that don't bother me. Yeah, I mean we'll see because like they they've definitely like tried to quell some of those like complaints where they said yeah if you die you don't lose everything or like. Um... You know, like, you can play the game as single player, but my question is, like, the game has to be always on, I assume. So, like, how do you... How do you play this game and, like, you know, not run into people in a negative space? You know, like, what if you're... What if you're a passive player and, like, you know, a nice residential area that in, like, a normal follow game, which would be, like, a safe zone with, like, a really interesting quest and stuff, is now riddled with, like, you know, people... Because, like, I thought they said something about, like, how every NPC in the game is, like, not a real person, or is a real person. Yeah, yeah. Supposed to be a real person. So, like, I feel like, yeah, so then where are the quests going to come from, you know? Because what I don't want to see this game go to, I don't want to see this game do the Minecraft route, where it's, like, big open world, and you can just do whatever you want, and, like, there's, like, AIs to fight, but there's no, like, NPCs to get, like, quests from. Or, like, talk to, because I feel like that conversation was a big part of the game, man. So yeah, they changed it a lot in Fallout Four because your character could actually talk. So that was yeah, and I don't think people liked that. So they probably won't do that again. Yeah, I was just—I mean, I was a little disappointed that when when I first saw Fallout Seventy, I was like, "Oh my God, it's going to be like New Vegas and everything." And then the trailer comes out, and I read more up on it. And I was like, oh, "Rust Fallout." Like, I'm a huge like, fan we'll of those games, like, so I mean, uh, yeah. if it goes that route, I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean, I've never played Rust, but, like, I get the concept. I think it's neat. And, like, I love the idea that I get to play with buddies. And, like, but I just want to experience a story with friends. Like, yeah. you know, some of my favorite games, some of my, one of my favorite memories, you know, I played Halo 3 a ton, right? So some of my favorite memories is, like, playing legendary co-op with my buddies, right? Oh, like, that man. experience of playing through the story on the hardest game mode just to beat it, just to say you beat it, like, that was phenomenal for me. So, like, I hope this is, like, an aspect of that where, like, you know, we get to do things, go to hard areas, and beat them with our buddies, and get rewarded in, like, you know, some aspect. Like, I'm not saying I have to get, like, kick-ass guns or loot, but, like, you know, get rewarded maybe, like, a crate story. 
you know. I just want it to be worth the time. However they decide to reward us with our time is awesome. I just want it to be worth the time, and I want it to be, like, you know, worthwhile stories. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want it to be where, like, every person I run into wants to shoot me because they want to have the chance to steal my loot. You know, like, I think that's going to be... If that, that's just going to encourage griefing, and that's just going to be too much... Uh, too different for the Fallout series. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I'm a little skeptic, so... Actually, I'm very skeptic. Yeah. I lied. I'm very, very skeptic. I lied. But I, I think was, you have was, good reason, though, right? Like you have every reason so, to be. Yeah, I was so disappointed when Elder Scrolls went MMO because I'm not the biggest MMO guy either. Um, yeah. Dan's more of the MMO guy than I am. I've tried a couple MMOs, but I seem to have tried the ones that always ended up flopping, like DC Universe, uh, uh, Old Republic. Uh, so, like, you know, I mean, people still play the Old Republic, yeah, but I get what you mean. The Old like, Republic is still pumping out content, man. Well, it was yeah. free. It went free to play. That was their smartest move. They went free to play. Yeah. So that's why, you know. But I was disappointed. I was hoping for another Knights of the Old Republic. But, you know, I've just, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm very hardcore in RPG. I just, I hate when they go a different route and try to, you know, try something new when they should just, to me, I just kind of think they should stick to their bread and butter. Oh, I 100% get that, man. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, all about. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm all about trying new things. And we'll, like we said, like this may or may not work. I feel like if it doesn't work, then I bet they have like a single-player like side project you know, that they're probably not investing in, but that they have on the side to think about. Like I would be very surprised if they didn't. Because like this is so different that if it doesn't go the way they want it to, I just I don't know. I can't see them messing up the Fallout series is basically my big thing. Like I can't see like I see this as like a huge risk, but I can't see them messing this up either. Or at least like not having a backup plan to fix it, but. And then you know the final game is, um, you know, I, you mentioned uh, you know you played Pokemon back in the day. Um, is like is the new Pokemon games kind of like on your are the new ones on? Like, uh, let's go Pikachu and um, let's go Eevee. Yeah, I'm actually very like. So a lot of people are like dogging on the on the new Pokemon games because um, even Nintendo has come out and said that they're not going to be um like traditional main Pokemon games. So what they're serving as is like these Pokemon games are gonna be um like the intermediate what is it, the intermediary games between Pokemon Go on mobile yeah, and Go. the traditional mm-hmm. main games. Yeah. So their whole plan here is just to like introduce a console version of Pokemon Go to try to make Pokemon Go users um main base Pokemon players. Which is smart in my opinion. I think it's a good move. Um, and the reason, like, I mean, I don't know how serious I'll get about Pokemon Let's Go. I'll probably buy it once, you know, I'll buy one edition of it, play it, see what happens. But the reason I'm excited is because um, it's the very first map over again, completely reimagined, and with, like, everything I wanted in a Pokemon game. Like, I wanted um, to, have a, to have a Pokemon follow me, because traditionally you've only been able to do that in, like, two games ever in the Pokemon series, or three games ever in the Pokemon series. And now you can do it in this one. Like, I think it's a good move. It's on Switch. And you can, like, play online. And it's and you, there's even, like, options to, like, carry Pokemon with you. And you have options to, like, play the game everywhere because you have Pokemon Go access. So, like, I think there's a lot of positives to it. But where people are, like, you know, having stress about it is that you don't get to fight wild Pokemon anymore, which is a big part of the game. And no one really knows how, like, serious training and battling is going to be. Because they have battling... But they haven't really explained how you can train if you can't fight wild Pokemon. So there's a lot of, like, traditional, like, elements of Pokemon that aren't going to be in this game. Or at least not, like, like that we've seen. 
So I don't know. I think I think it'll be worth buying once and playing and seeing what it's about. So like I'm interested, but I'm also going into it with a very like heavy understanding that this is not a normal Pokemon game. So like I it wouldn't be fair to assume as such. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see, man. I'm interested. I think everyone's interested that like cares about Pokemon. But um I think it would be foolish to think this is gonna be like something I'll sink thousands of hours into or something that I'll like sink more than like a dozen of hours into like the first couple months. <clears throat> yeah, especially when you still got you know the other games left over that you're still wanting to play from exactly like you know like it's going to be coming at the end of the cycle after all these other amazing games like i think pokemon is very much going to be a game where like i'll play it a lot in the first few days because i'm excited and then like you know life hits me and i'm like nah i got other games and then we just go back to that and then so that's november so far i mean that's yeah. those are the notable games in november december Jeez, kind of the same thing. Uh, Just Cause 4, December 4th. And, of course, I mean, everyone, I'm sure everyone's going to pick this up, and that's uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, December oh, 7th. Dude, yeah. I mean, I'm not the best Smash player, but I'll pick it up. You know, I'll play yeah, it. Yeah, but I think that's the idea of it is, like, you don't have to be a great Smash player to have fun, man. Like, that game rewards high-level understanding of the game as well as just button mashing. Like, love that game, that dude. That game was so much fun, even if we suck. Such- Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I think it's just a fun game, dude. Like, you just give a controller to anyone's hands, and somebody will have fun with it. And I think a big part of it is just, like, you know, like, everyone knows at least some of the characters, so they'll play a character they know. And they're like, I don't even care, dude. I'm Sonic, and I get to kick your ass. Like, that's all I want. Yeah. Or, like, yo, I get to be Jigglypuff, and I get to put you to sleep, because that's what she does. Or, like, hey, I get to be Solid Snake, and I get to blow you up with a rocket. Like, whatever your character is, man, like, they, they let you be that character for a moment. And even if you're not a very good Smash player, you know, there's no wrong way to necessarily be that character. So I think that's where, like, a lot of their player base comes from. Is like, it's just fun to be a character you like. Yeah, now with the incredibly large uh, roster. Oh, oh my gosh. So I was very surprised that they brought back everybody. So I'm really hyped. I can't wait to, to play and kick some ass. And they <laughs> Absolutely, the Splatoon, man. They got the Splatoon characters this time around. And Ridley, yeah, on the screen right now, they added two new characters, being the Splatoon characters and Ridley. So uh, I'm, I'm excited, I'm, man. Yeah, it, it's I'm very excited for Smash. Uh, like again, I stink, but um, it's definitely a game that I'm I'm ready to utilize Nintendo's online for just to play with buddies. I'm definitely not going to try to play competitively, but uh, definitely just to pick it up and play with buddies. Like, oh hey, let's play some Smash, and yeah, you know, the same thing with Mario Kart. We picked it up a couple times, played it online. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, like, I think, like, these kind of games are just great just to, like, yo, dude, like, you're, you're just chilling? Let's play some Smash. Like, hey, man, you're just hanging out? Like, you want to get a drink? Oh, cool. Like, you just want to hang out and play some Smash? Like, I just, I love, like, how casual those games are. Like, they're games that you play, and you have those moments of, like, yes, this is badass, or, like, yes, I beat you. And they also have these moments of, like, you just talk in between matches, right? Like, you can just hang out and catch up. Like, no one's having those lighthearted conversations in the middle of Fortnite or PUBG. Like, no one. No, but no. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, you can have these sort of conversations in like more passive games, even if there's like a high level skill involved, that could be. It's just you know, people aren't playing it for that reason. You know, very small percentage of people are at least. So I'm all about yeah. it, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, like these games, like I, I know um, all of us here are used to playing games that are you know the community is very toxic. Um, like you know, Rainbow Six Siege, it's you know very toxic and sweaty and. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you got you have Fortnite. You know, there's a, there's those people out there. PUBG. There's guys like that. So I mean, it's it's cool to kind of play a game like this where the community, you know, just isn't like that. And like you said, just having 
you know, normal conversations. And it's cool to get like a GG when in like those other games, you're not really going to get that much GG. Oh, yeah, and, like, you're not getting anything. And it's actually just, I don't know, it's so cool to see all the mashups. Like, what other game in the world you're going to have Mega Man drop-kicking Pikachu, who's oh, yeah. just killed Zelda, who just killed Snake. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many crossovers, it's insane. And I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I used to love Luigi, and he wasn't that great of a character, <laughs> but it was cool to be Luigi and just punch so uh, Zelda yeah. in the face. Absolutely, yeah, and Luigi was always funny. I actually had a lot of friends that played Luigi. I actually worked with a guy who uh, got very competitive in Smash in college. And, like, I, mean, I think he was, like, like the top five. He's one of the top five Smash guys, and he played Jigglypuff. So it was always really funny. I picked on him for the longest time that he played Jigglypuff and admitted it to me. And then we played together. And I'm actually, like, I have PTSD from Jigglypuff. She's terrifying. <laughs> She's horrible. Chunk it's brutal, man. The host. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's a lot of fun, though, man. Like, I'm excited for Smash. It'll be a good time, so... The, the one game I know that, yeah, the other game that's coming out, Just Cause, you know, it's crazy. And I've played games that I've loved. Like, you know, this game kind of reminds me of the Mercenary uh, mercenary games back then on the PlayStation 2 and the yeah. Mercenaries 2 on PS3. I loved games like this, but for some odd reason, when I played Part 2, I loved it. But then I picked up Part 3, and I, now that Part 4 is coming out, my problem with this game is they always come, to me, they always come out at the wrong time. And, you know, when 3 came out, there were so many other games that came out before that. I just couldn't get into it. And I feel the same way this one now. If I pick up Part 4, when am I going to get into it? There's Red Dead. There's Battlefield. There's Call of Duty. There's Hitman. There's I agree Assassin's with that. Creed. There's all these other games that are coming up before that, like, when am I going to get in? And, and, you know, I love – again, I love the game like this. Like, Far Cry is the same thing. Far Cry, I just think it come, it's all about timing. And I think, unfortunately, this game to me just comes out at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Man. I think the gameplay like, didn't look too bad, though. Like, that yeah, looked pretty good. I mean, all the explosions you can do and all that stuff. The mechanics yeah, of the game looked like pretty the, good. Yeah, boy, like the balloons or grappling hook thing. Like, yeah. like that looks neat. I mean, it looks. I've never played Just Cause. Like, it's a game like I've seen people play. Like, I used to babysit a kid who played Just Cause two a ton. Like, it's a very like interesting game. It looks like a game like you could just come around and just mess around a whole lot. Like, um. Maybe like an open world action packed Minecraft sort of thing. Like, I'm about it. Like, I think it's neat. But um, I'm with you. Like, it's a game that like doesn't stand out enough on its own to warrant its release date. Like, why release it in October against all these other quality games when you can release it in December, where it's only competing against maybe like you know a couple other games. So. Yeah, it, it, it's it's tough. It's it's like like you know I don't know if you ever played the games like Mercenary where. It, it has a story, but the main focus is just causing as much destruction as you can. And yeah. that's basically kind of what the premise is. It does have a story. It has, I mean, the grapple hook is basically kind of what sets itself apart. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's just tough. There's so many other games coming out. And I had that problem this year, too. There's still a lot of games I got to beat. Like, I, was, I started The Evil Within. I got pretty decently far into it, but then I just... The main Rainbow Six Siege always gets me every time. I'm like, you know what? I want to play Siege. You know, hop on Siege. You know, yep. it's, it's you know, still to this day is the same thing. I'm playing Vampire right now, and I'll just sit there and be like, fuck it, I want to play Siege. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, it's so it's like I'm always want to go back to Siege, and I reach Platinum this season, which I'm happy about. So oh, yeah. I reach, yeah, I reach where I wanted to get, but I still want to play. Yeah, I mean. 
you know, it's a good problem to have, man. It's a good problem to have options. And I think this yeah, by the end of the year, we're gonna have so many problems. We're gonna have so many options, dude. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna make your head explode because you're not gonna know which one you want to play. Yeah, but I'm very excited, man, because like I think this is the kind of year we needed to really like diversify, you know, like gaming and content creation, all all of it, man. Like people need a break from Fortnite. Like people need a break from PUBG. And we need it to be like in droves, not just in small bursts. Um, so I'm excited, man. It's gonna it's gonna change up a lot of stuff, dude. It's gonna be so many options, so many like different things to play, and hopefully everything succeeds. Like I hope all of these games, like you know, see varying degrees of success, where they're always gonna be viable. Like I don't hope any of these games die because there's so many good ones coming out, man. Like I hope they're always gonna be available and like always, you know, a reason or a chance to play them. If you had to, um, was there any games on your list that um, that we missed? Do you have any games that you were? Um... Uh, no, we definitely talked about all of them because my my list was just a shortened version of like specifically. I'm looking forward to these games in various months. So like the ones that stood out to me mostly were like you know Spyro Trilogy, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Smash Bros, Pokemon, and like Fallout, and I put maybe Black Ops. Um, but there's so many other good games that are coming out. You know, we talked about Battlefield Five. We talked about um, uh, Red Dead. Like, I forgot Red Dead. I don't know how I forgot it because it's like everyone's like type game. <clears throat> but I mean, you really just can't go wrong, man. Like there was a few games that stood out to me. But you know, it's it's an exciting year, man. It's gonna be a very interesting like fall and winter coming into it. But uh, it's a good year to be a gamer, man. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait. A lot of great games coming. Uh, so we are at the two-hour mark, and before we uh, actually start closing out the podcast, uh, we have one more question uh, for you, who's your boy, and uh, that's, yeah, we just want to know if you have any uh, tips for people who are just starting out streaming, uh, any advice you can give them? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a loaded question, because like, it depends on everyone's situation. Like I tell everybody, however you start streaming is going to be unique to you. You know, like I know people who um, were very you know, invested viewers for a long time, like chatty, chatty viewers, very active in chats. And so when they started streaming, they had all this support already um, that they were booming, right? So, like, you know, they were just growing like crazy. And then you had people that, like, you know, are later in life. They have all this money saved up. So they drop all this cash to start putting out really high-quality content. So like, my biggest thing to everybody is, like, the biggest tip I can give you is to, like, understand that, everyone has different beginnings and everyone has different opportunities so don't be you know disappointed in your pace you know uh one of the greatest disappointments i have myself was that you know i was very proud of my growth for a while and then someone came out of nowhere and blew past me in growth and it really like was demoralizing to think that oh man it took me two months or three months to reach a thousand followers and this person did it in three weeks you know like thinking that way is only going to hurt you. So always just keep it positive. Realize that everyone has different for this current audience and this current, you know, trend of viewers. And maybe your type of content just isn't quite there yet. Maybe your trend that you need to be thrust forward isn't, you know, in existence yet. You know, I, I tell everyone, Doc was... Dr. Disrespect was around for, like, five years before he blew up. Ninja was around for seven years before he blew up. So, like, you know, everyone just has to wait their moment and just trust in the content they make. And the only reason you can do that is if you put out stuff you like. So, 
you know. Yeah, I think I think one of the, the bigger problems are for people who start streaming and it's like, oh, you know, they always constantly look who's in the channel, who's actually watching. I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people do is don't pay attention oh, yeah. to who's in the channel. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with, like, understanding, like, who's in your channel, but you have to also, like, understand, like, if you look at the numbers, per se, like, it's one thing, like, if you look at names and you're like, okay, cool, like, it's so good to see so-and-so, like, it's so good to see Pat and Dan, it's so good to see, you know, who's your boy, and yada, yada, whatever, because, like, you want to know your regulars, and you'll generally learn that through, like, um, chat, but it's also good to know who your regulars are that lurk. That lurk. You know, maybe maybe it's good to understand, like, your people who don't talk a lot, but they're still there for you. So I think that's like it's it's a different sort of importance, but not at the risk of being disappointed in the numbers. You know, like if you look at chat and you see the number three, and that number three is very disappointing compared to the fact that it's the same three people that watch you all the time. Like I tell everybody, the hardest thing to build is regular viewership. So if you have any form of regulars, like you're on the right path, man. And that's the move. So like I wouldn't let numbers get you down. Like look, it's okay to know names, but like if you're like counting names, like you're really focusing on the number, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's, it's smart to know, understand your analytics. It's, it's dumb to understand your analytics, and judge them live during the time, you know, I mean, look at your analytics off stream, you know, I think that's a big point. Like, you know, you're not in the right mindset to study your analytics or like look at the number during your stream. Cause it's not going to be healthy. It's not going to be a good decision, no. but um, absolutely, man, you know, focus on the people that are there. not the people that aren't. And you'll always, you know, put out better content. Right. Well, thank you uh, for stopping by today and uh, joining Dude, the podcast, yeah. man. We're very glad to have you on today's show. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for asking me. It's been a blast to be a part of this, and uh, you know, I can't wait to follow up with you guys and see what else you guys, you know, do on the rest of your podcast. Yeah, we'll definitely love to have you back again uh, sometime. Yeah. Whatever, man. Whenever you want to have me. I know, I'm sure you guys got an earful tonight. I'm sure you guys will need a break, but. Uh, <laughs> Anytime, man. It was a blast. And uh, before you head out, do you want to just tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So obviously on Mixer, you know, uh, you can find me at Mixer.com slash Who's Your Boy. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Who's Your Boy Mixer. And I'm on YouTube, but I'm not a YouTube partner, so I have, like, this really complicated URL. So the best I can tell you is uh, Google Who's Your Boy in the search bar at YouTube and then see if you can find me. Or just go to my channel on Mixer and it's linked to there. So that's the move, man. All right, great, uh, Pat. Any last things you want to ask Cooser before we head out? Yeah, I mean, whenever you're whenever you're down to play some uh, some siege, man. Um, I actually my I actually uh, follow your channel with my uh, gamer tag. I'll uh, message it to you on uh, Discord. So uh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, send me uh, send me that. Yeah, send me the Ubisoft account. We'll add each other, brother, and we'll get some games in. Just. Uh, you know, carry me, man. Just if you're ready to pack a backpack, man, I'm ready to. Listen, man. Up. Listen, man. Listen. But let me, let me real quick. Dan and I again. Dan will agree to this. We, you'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. You'll you'll be perfectly fine. I won't have to carry you. I'll invite my friend. I'll invite one of my friends in. And you could see the. I joke with Dan and I said we should have made a documentary from the start of you know kind of the carries and the tortures and the rage quittings I've done. I've done a lot of rage quittings. It's not as bad anymore. But when the game first came out, oh um, dude. It was it was bad. It was a lot of bad rage queen. But yeah, anytime you're down, man, to um, play some Rainbow Six Siege, man, I'd love to uh, do a co-stream with you, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm down, brother. Let's do it. All right, great. Uh, so that is it for episode this episode. Uh, thank you guys for so much for watching and tuning in. Of course, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Mixer, Spotify, 
I think I missed one of them. But you can also Twitch. find us uh, and Twitch. Uh, you can also find us on innermomsbasement.com. And uh, that is this first episode. Thank you, guys. I am uh, Dan Joffrey uh, signing out along with our buddies here. Patrick, going to say uh, goodbye? Yeah, Rage Quit Pat signing out. Who's your boy again? I just want to I want to thank you, man. I appreciate you coming uh, in the man cave, man. Thank you for coming on, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. Glad I didn't, hope I didn't ruin anything. No, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> no, nah, man, we'd love to have you back again, man. It was awesome. Absolutely, boys. Well, uh, you know, it was, it's been a fun. It's been a blast. And, uh, you know, I'll keep up with you guys, man. Love to come back sometime. Definitely. Thanks for listening. And tune in next week for another exciting show.